Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Dude, what about that girl? What girl? The female you produced. I did. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sitting there and I have her. I have her. Um, I have her half sister that I was raising up just as a normal caramel because right. I, I realized I have too many jags and I need I need normals if I'm going to keep doing caramel jag shit and stuff like that. And it, what really kicks me in the teeth is that the one caramel jag turned out to be a boy. So now I have. Two, I have a, uh, I have two super caramel jag males. One's proven. Um, I have two caramel jag males. Um, one will be proven this year, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! I got like five. Like I got five fucking caramel jag shit going on here right now. Males, all boys. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'll race up that female, and then you show me that girl, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> First off, it's a caramel. Second off, an M pen. What is wrong with me? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She looks like her father. The problem is her father was a heavy patterned caramel, like a heavy, heavy. Um, so she looks like she's the perfect thing of that she has his kind of pattern and color, but a, like a majority of it was deleted, and it's like, oh, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. Oh, it's better this way. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I was kind of trying to remember that I kind of remember the male. The male is a, uh, he's, he was my original Oh nine caramel Mars. Uh, oh, okay. Lots of color. Um, the female was an M pen. Female was an M pen and she had the clutch. Uh, she was, uh, I'll, I'll send you pictures. Okay. She had the clutch and then, about a month later, because I, I couldn't get her eating after she had the clutch, and I got her eating um, hairless rats. Mm-hmm. And then about a month later, she's the one who ruptured her intestine just out of fucking nowhere. Like, I opened up her drawer, and her insides were outside. Oh, God. Yeah, she ruptured something. It spilled out. I mean, oh, God. Like, this was, I think this was 20 minutes before we were supposed to, like, record. So I called, called you, and I'm like, dude... I got to run to Doc D's and um, yeah, we got there and he's like, no, he's like, he's already septic. I'm like, okay. Yep. Cool. So yeah. And then that was my last foray foray into M pens. And I've just been patiently sitting here waiting (laughs) for somebody, somebody to produce them. I can't get that girl to go again, man. Fucking bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Ever since, I don't know. Maybe she's just not, maybe she's broke. Yeah, probably. Because you know. remember she had those. Uh, yeah, the the eggs before was, you got her, right? Yeah. Well, no, she had. Uh, she remember I, I produced that one year. She laid eggs, but she got egg bound. Right. And right. I got all yeah. the eggs out because it was, there was only there was only there was there was a slug and then a um, and then an egg that was like a boob egg. Yeah. That was stuck. Yeah. And I got them both out. Like right away. Um, Sometimes that's enough though, just to fuck them up, dude. If they get, if it's all twisted. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. That's I thought. You know, so I don't know. <sighs> Maybe I'll take her to the vet, see what's going on, see if he can fucking, see, uh... fucking goddamn. Well, yeah, I mean, careful when you take reptiles to the vet. Miss Melissa might adopt them. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, yeah, we'll have to get into that. We'll get into we'll get into Mort. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Tonight it's just Owen and I. Well, we had a bit of uh, technical <laughs> difficulties because this show is actually supposed to be Travis from Living Legless Reptiles. What tell the awesome people, show. tell the people what you did. What an awesome show! <laughs> really, really was good. I hope we can recreate that magic again. I know it was, it was great. And then, like you know, it was weird because you were giving away IJs to everybody yeah. who was listening. It was like it was, it was yeah. so uh, weird. And yeah, now that that's all gone. Yeah, I go to edit I, the show. And... We didn't even get to talk about the like, the whole thing with the rough skills was on that show. Oh my well, god! I figured right. that that's why it was going to be you and me tonight because we could go more in depth and not feel rushed because there's a guest or whatever, you know. Yeah. But um, so we we're, we'll get to that. Uh, but I guess the big reveal won't be the same <laughs> since we're kind of talking about a little it late. Now. Yeah. That just anyway, happened. <laughs> um, we. Uh, yeah, no, not we. I uh, went to edit it, and the episode was gone. So I have this, like, call recorder thing um, that I use. It's, like, this program. And you can see the time was three hours and five minutes. And I can see it there, but there's no there's no mm. audio. So mm. I'm, like, trying to, like, see if, like, there was a setting or if it was missed and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, I can't find it. So we're going to redo the show with Travis. Uh, for next week and uh, yeah, this week is just uh, me and Owen. But what? um, we will talk about Owen's finally after all these years, yeah, and all this time of loving the species, you have now have roughy eggs on the ground. Five of them. I have five little eggs. And ask me how many times I checked for veins today. <laughs> I'm gonna say all day. Every time you got a break from your computer, you probably went down. One of I at least lines. checked in the morning and at lunchtime okay. in case the veins developed in those few hours in between. Right. Um, so far, dude, um, looking, looking, good. looking good. Yeah. There's vein development so, in all five eggs. Oh, that's so. good. So, yeah. so I'm going to try to ask the same questions I did. Go when, ahead. <laughs> when, like, I think, uh, you know, for us, we've talked about on the show before where you go and you look at, you know, you look, you check on your girls that are going to lay eggs and you look and they kind of look like sometimes they can trick you a little bit where you think, oh, is there eggs there? Because they're kind of boiled a certain way. Yeah. I, Did I'm, she have I'm having the beehive? That, well, I'm having that problem right now with my olives and my tiger and a few other females right now. They're doing the, oh, no. All right. So, um, the what she did is is that I tried to feed them. I'd separated the roughies and tried to feed them, and the male ate and the female did not. And I'm like, all right, well, this happens every once in a while with her. Um, so I pulled her out of her cage and put her into a 32 quart with a five quart hide box, and I'm like, let her cool down, let her chill out, and then I'll try feeding her. And then when she starts rolling it again, I'll put her back in the uh, in the you know the arboreal cage that I have. I'm like, it's fine. Right. Um. And I did that. And then the next I tried feeding her, she didn't eat. And I'm like, all right. So then the next day, um, I came downstairs to get the rat out of the bin that I left in overnight. Mm-hmm. And I did that and I'm looking and I see her in the five quart bin all the way in the back of the 32, and I see one egg is exposed. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? <laughs> it was, I think it was one of those shock and then screaming. And then, so I closed the bin and, uh, you know, did what I had to do. 
And of course, like at this point, I'm like, I'm not eating lunch. I'm not paying attention to anything <laughs> wandering around my basement. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go back to work. So I went back up into my office and I'm starting to work and I'm doing work and I'm, I'm texting you. And I think I managed to get like one picture of her, the way I saw her, just one egg poking out. And I texted you, I texted Riley, a few other people and stuff like that. And, and then I kept, I kept, I kept going through work and, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, 4.15, at 4.15, I can sign off of everything and I can run screaming downstairs. And, like, you know, it's one of those days where I get a call at, like, 4 o'clock and I'm talking to this person. They're like, well, the story is, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, let's go. (laughs) Chop, chop. Fast thing, what happened? Who'd you hit? Who'd that have? Whose fault is it? (laughs) I just kept going. Um, And then it ended. I run downstairs. There was like play to run him over. Like, you know, it's and then I pull it the whole bin out and I pull her out and I I open up the top of the bin and uh, she's got two eggs exposed. She has uh, the picture I posted up on Instagram was the first one I took of her. That is how she was coiled. So I didn't know if she didn't have enough uh, height to fully beehive them. Uh-huh. Or if she just went to the Jaguar school of motherhood, um, <laughs> but she didn't have like, she did not have two of them and they were cold by the time I got there. So it was one of those times where I, I pulled her off the eggs and I was expecting nothing but blood. She didn't do anything. Um, I put her in back in the 32 court and I took the eggs and put them in with the uh, exanic uh, Jaguar eggs. Like I put them in there, like I just <laughs> opened the bin, put the roughy eggs in there right. and then closed the bin. And then I washed her, gave her a bath, a lot of stuff. Then I put her back in her, um, arboreal setup. And I actually put a bunch of paper on the front glass to kind of just block her out, try to give her a little bit of time to chill out and maybe get her back to feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I mixed up the bin for the rough scale eggs. Cause they get their own bin. But, uh, normally like dude, like normally, I pull her out, I put the female away, and then I mix up the bin, and the eggs are just sitting there. It's no problem. You know, they, they just came directly from mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was all over the place. Like, you, I didn't have a bin ready, but I already pulled her off the eggs. What the hell is wrong with me? So, <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. So uh, got them set up, immediately checked for veins. I know, I know, in my brain, right? this is not right. something to check for. <laughs> Right. Because they're not going to develop now. Right. I immediately check for them. Hour later, I check for them again. Like, I don't know why. What is wrong with me? <laughs> so, you just uh, make sure, you know. <laughs> I, I, and uh, I set them up. I, I, I texted Melissa and all this other fun stuff. And she immediately texts back with their due on your birthday. And I'm like, what? first off, I didn't need to remind you how long Python eggs take. Um, I love you. Wow. Number two, um, <laughs> you're goddamn right. It's like, it's, wow. um, I mean, so it's like, I dude, and, and I keep, I keep looking at them and I have this little picture in my head of the, the pipping, like the baby pipping the egg. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the, <laughs> I'm not going to know what to do there. <laughs> it's not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to be okay. <laughs> and we missed it by a month in the calendar. Which is... I know. Right. You, it was, it was, <laughs> Would have been so perfect, but oh my god, I'm just uh, eyes, man. Holy! Oh uh, god, I can't wait. Oh wow! <laughs> like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "There's five of them. Eric gets two of you. Eric can have one of you." Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like you know, it's like 
<laughs> it's dwindling down. You're like at, right now. You're at a half a rough scale. So it's, I'll get a ta- I'll get a shed. <laughs> get a shed. I'll let you look at them. Here's a shed. Like, it's, oh. well, these would be this would be yours, Eric. But they're gonna stay here. Here until <laughs> I've decided that they, they can they, leave. They stay here. Like, ooh, okay. I'm like, oh my god. And then I, I didn't think about it that the, the 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 striping of what that could look like with these guys because um so uh, the sire was. Yeah, the, the sire, so the female and the, the, the male and the female are siblings from Dave D. And okay. I got them both because they have all that striping on them. Oh, it's those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So those are the ones that I really wanted to get into um, and see where that one goes. Um, so where do you, like, okay. with yeah. I, I, I'm always curious with this. So this is like your species, right? It is. And like when you have... When you have a species that is just normal, right? No yeah. morphs, no nothing to it. Yeah. Water pythons, you know, uh, rough scale pythons. Uh, You're one selecting prices on this shit. White it's like, pythons, yeah, like, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So, I mean, how many do you keep? Like, I know you you always joke and you say like. You know, you're gonna just have an army of rough scales, but I know you, and you have so other you projects. That you yeah, do. yeah I, I would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, how many is your ultimate collection of roughies? Like, would you continue just holding back ones from each clutch? Would you hold back? I potentially would. I would like to get to a point where I have 2.3 rough scales. Okay. So you can Five. rotate them every year? Exactly. Right. So one female a year goes, and whether it's a male, and then I have a male go, and then I have a backup just in case. Just in case. And then next year, it's not her. It's this one. Right. Next year, it's this one. So I want to do that way because this way I don't want to wear them out all the time and um, all this other stuff. Plus, I have, um, uh, you know, I have the stacks of three footers that I'm going to outfit for the rough scales. And if um, you kind of have it that it's the three girls on the tops and then, you know, maybe the boys, I, you know, I, I'll figure it out. But um, I'd like to do it that way. Okay. So, uh but then you've got the striping part of it. So, I mean, if that's you have, another problem, if, like, you know what, if you, have, I mean, are you going to look at that as a separate, I mean, do you really project? want it? I mean, if I start really pushing that, could that, could that become something where we have a, um, line bread striped rough scale? Yeah, I'm sure you could. I mean, probably could. <laughs> I would think you could. I mean, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, like, what do you do with that though? I think it would just be cool to have, you know, a little bit of a different pattern, but it would be cool. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think the people that would be in the rough scales are into rough scales because regardless rough scale, exactly. You know it doesn't, it doesn't really matter give a shit so, what it looks like, or I mean, as far as like, if it's a stripe or if it's not, that's, yeah. that's sort of like a bonus. And in, in my, my eyes is how I would, think. I would agree. It's, it's like having a, um, it's like having an aberrant uh, ring python. You like it because it's a ring python. Sure. It's just cool what the pattern is. Right. You know, it, it's it, your flavor. You know, do you want the aberrant one or the ringed one? I would want to get both, and then I would breed them in hopes to get both. <laughs> like it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I would think that you can absolutely line breed for that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like. You know, striped. I'm sure it would look badass. You know, I would I'm... think it would be more of like because. Maybe more of like a pinstripe type of look. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call it the um, uh, melt or the nanny. <laughs> Some stupid names, eh? Yeah. 
That game hurt me. The game hurt me Wait. so badly. Oh, dude, I got a, I got an email today. I have to read this on the air. Oh, why? Wait, I have to read this on the air. So David Kendrick, do you remember him? No. Okay. Well, I probably should. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this is back to the early MP days. Mm-hmm. Mr. Burke, thank you for con your continued con contributions to the Morelli community. I recently heard you and Owen on the <laughs> Tile Gumbo podcast. Sorry. I have been put out of the hobby for many years. I've been out of the hobby for many years, but I was the original person who named Bumblebee Tuna and Tuna 2. I found oh! it hilarious that you both remembered their names, even though you thought it was stupid. I recently <laughs> dipped back into the hobby, but am under the radar. Thanks for making my day remembering the unique name of my carpets from almost 20 years ago. Dave Kendrick. Oh, well, you know, it's That's pretty cool, man. Hey, dude, it was memorable. So was it really that stupid? As much as we might be like, why? It's yeah. whatever. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I guess my maybe my. Uh, so I I went on the Reptile Gumbo podcast the other yes. day, and uh, just so for people that don't know it, and um, they invited Owen on and didn't tell him why I was coming on. But they gave us this quiz. Did they tell you, like, did they tell you why I was coming on? Did you know beforehand and not tell me? I only knew right when they were telling, like, right oh, when we started bitch. the show. All right. And um, they're like, okay, um, we're going to get Owen on and see if he knows ball python morph names. And we're going to give him a list, and he has to pick the which ones are real and which ones are not. Yeah. I or did okay in the beginning and then got every other one wrong. Yeah. Surprisingly, I got them all right. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You're a closeted ball python person. I guess you know. listening to all those uh, reptile radio, uh, you know, and ball python uh, podcasts have uh, paid off. But uh, you think just certain snakes, like certain snakes, lead themselves to be named, like the morphs named, like I, carpet. There's not really anything you can name. Well, I think you could. You know, like, but for instance, why? like, like, you know, they did this early on, like, uh, pastel um, spider is a bumblebee. Man. You know what I mean? So that would be like, you know, if you said caramel jag, and I don't know what you would call it, but. Yeah, but like, but we, 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 we just call it a caramel jag. Like, yeah, it, I, think, I think we have more uh, in common with boa than we do ball python. Yeah, I think so. And we're trying to figure out, I lend that stuff to marketing. That's what mm -hmm. I think, you know, because I think that uh, BP stuff, especially in the early days, was heavily marketed. You know, it sounds no. like Stormtrooper and <laughs> even though that's not early, early days, but, you well, know, like White Bumblebee, Nose, this, no, it's Spot, Spot Nose. Spot Nose is one, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, things like uh, Queen Bee, uh, Killer Spin. Jesus um, Christ, just stop. Blast, <laughs> lemon stop. blast. Stop. You know what I mean? Like, but well, it's like, but I mean, we, nobody here would be like, I'm going to name this. I think the last one that ever like had a name thrown at it that was kind of out of the blue was Ocelot. Well, even Ocelot was just, I mean, that's just the name of the, it's no different than saying a jag or a tiger or whatever. It's just, that's what they picked. <clears throat> yeah, right, but I mean, it's like it's a jag, but it's got those crazy patterns, and it seems to be inheritable. So it's when you say ocelot, it's because it's got those weird, weird patterns and stuff on it. So, well, that at this I, point, Curtin mm, he separated the ocelot from the jag. 
Exactly. So it's now a thing. So in right. my opinion, Ocelot's that. Right. But what other what other chances have we had to name something? I don't Tiger know. was there. Jag was whatever. But other things are just because they're descriptions of it. I would um, think it would be more of what you see in Australia, silver pepper. I think so. I mean, silver pepper. But then there's also like, you know, let's put it this way. Hypo, hypo is just... That's what it is. And, and Exantic, Exantic is that's what it is and stuff like that. So we haven't really had the other things. Plus now there are also established names for what these combinations are in other reptiles. So, you know, we're not going to call ours something other than snow just because yeah, I everybody think, else I think something. you probably took a, a pay. I think most I could be wrong. But I think, especially in the early days when the morph started to really come about, I think a lot of the people that were keeping carpets were not really fans of ball pythons. So I think they leaned more. Uh, they, they, really? they lean more towards naming boa stuff, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but could you imagine how confusing this shit would be? Especially because if you break it down with, what the hell is a sugar spinner something something? Uh, it's really just an albino cross with this, this, and this. Why didn't you say that? Oh. Cause. Yeah, I guess I guess it depends on like I want a powdered donut ball python. I bet you that's a sugar mixed with <laughs> a clown mixed with a nanny. There you go. Right. Well, maybe. <laughs> um I think like uh I was I think we talked about this a long time ago when morphs were really hot in carpets. Right? Re-hatch these other demons, yeah. And um I think we were talking about like you know, at some point, are we going to name it something? Like, if you were saying, like, well, I have a super caramel, super zebra, granite jag. Like, is that too many things to say? So, like, I don't, do you condense it down? But I think Yeah, but that, the problem is that those, those are not so readily produced that we've run into that problem yet. Well, yeah, and I think that people have, I don't want to say moved away from from that as much i mean it's not like i don't see carpet morph people trying to cram every possible gene into into a snake at least for me i've seen what that done it seems like with ball pythons right mm. they went and they, they crammed every they just stacked six seven eight genes into a snake and it just seemed like it just took everything out and you're just down to like i remember walking around tinley with rob and when we were just cruising around yeah. this was like maybe three or four Tinleys ago and every ball Python combo like that looked the same. It just looked like, like it, like everything disappeared. Like the pattern was gone. The color was gone. It wasn't even like it was a leucist, leucistic, if you will, I guess, mm -hmm. um, you know, it wasn't something like that. It was just like, I don't know. They were very bland. Yeah. Doesn't it take the like the fun out of it where it's like, how do I get an all white ball Python? Well, there are many ways. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, all right. Like, <laughs> like, a whole bunch of different ways. What kind? I mean, I just want, what eye color do you want? I just want an all white one. Well, you can get this or this or this or do this or mix these two. It's like, can you imagine how shitty that would be if you, if when you mixed a Jag with an Exanic, you got an all white carpet? I mean, it'd be cool for a minute, but then it'd be like, oh. I think for that. All those colors and pattern are gone. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, think, I think for the all white carpet, I think it would be cool to have one. Right, and I think it would be cool for people to have one as a pet, because it's like so different. But I don't th like. What do you do with it? 
Like, All right, it's if like, you get um, to that end game, there's nothing left to do. It's like how people were like, oh, the Panther's going to get here back when the Panther was the thing. Right. Um, and they're like, we're going to breed the Panther with this. I'm like, and you're going to get? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, an all black. What, tr- what are you trying yeah. to do? Right. <laughs> it's like, I think eventually if you kill all the pattern, it does get a little boring. But it's still some. It's still a cool project to keep going over there, you know? Yeah, I think with, like, at least with Super Zebra, you can kind of work on the color. Color. And the the whole tail deformity. Yeah, that's another part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I think with you know with an with an all white snake or even an all an all melanistic snake, you could you could you, again you could I guess if if we're talking well Darwin has a melanistic snake, mm-hmm. uh, melanistic uh, carpet. So you know, is it could it be you would breed it to a hypo and then breed it to an albino? And then breed it, you know, I mean, you can yeah. change the color that way, but that's probably about it. Right. But I mean, like the, the good thing about with the Darwin melanistic, it seems like the pattern bleeds through towards the, the, the sides and the belly. So who's to say you can't make it like stunningly gorgeous and then fade to black, you know? Sure. So it, it plus when it comes with snakes that are solid color, it, it, it's like you run out of room to go like olive python. What do you do? <laughs> like you can make it, you, you can make it an off-white albino, or about it right now. Like you know, and then uh, I think Gavin has that one in Australia. It looks like a granite or something like that. So, and that's probably the craziest thing to happen to olive python since God knows when. Um, it's albino too, but that's what I said. It's olive. It's got albino, and then there's oh, that granite sorry. thing. Yeah, know. that's it. So. But I would prefer, like, if you're looking at albinos, comparing carpet albino versus olive albino, I prefer the carpet because you get color, you get pattern, you get contrast. It's not just a one-note color animal, so. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like, uh, I'm kind of glad in a way that there's not a whole lot of things with... Uh, with olive pythons, because I mm. think that, um, you know, you got carpets, which are just so variable. You got Antaresia, which are probably the same. Yeah. And then other than that, I mean, there's a few Woma and blackhead stuff that's out there, but other than that, most of the other Australian pythons are really just, you know, naturalistic, well, just like the Ruffy, like we were saying earlier. I mean, Oh, if I hatch out an albino rough scale, I'm just going to mail it to Nick. With a note that says, no. please take this away from I me. I won't let you. You're gonna, I, can't, I can't have it. You're <laughs> going to work that project. No. And you're no. going to produce it. No. Yes. No. <laughs> will I will not be the guy that torpedoes. voice of inspiration. I will not, do this. <laughs> not be the guy that torpedoes the only albino. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Dude, how could you torpedo it? All right. Let's talk about real quick. I let's could kill it. it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You could, I guess. This, there's one in existence. No one killed it. Good job, Owen. Like, yeah, no. But this is your species, man. No, sh- fuck that. Nick, how much you want for it? I'm going to send it to you. When it's established, send me one or two later. Uh-uh. I have faith in you. but I don't. <laughs> I don't understand where you got your bold sense of <laughs> uh, my breeding capabilities. But it's, no, dude. Uh <sighs> So I want to backtrack to the roughies for a second. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
we didn't really talk about this as we went through, but like a lot of the times you were just like, oh, I'm just afraid to talk about it because I don't know if they're breeding or not. I don't know what's going on yeah. with them. So like, it's, what was your, was it just the same as carpets? What what did you do? Uh, well, to- I, I, I did the same exact thing as the carpet pythons as far as temperature wise. Right. And they didn't give each other the time of day at all. Uh-huh. Um, and then Brett sent me the shed of one of his males down at uh, his place. Uh-huh. I separated them. I put them back together and I threw that shed in there and then I didn't see any locks, but I kept finding them in the hide box together. Hmm. So, and then I missed the female's prelay and I found it when she was on the eggs, it was tucked in the back corner underneath all her cork bark. And, uh, so she hid that from me and I didn't see it cause she doesn't like to be out during the daytime. So she was out at night and I missed her being blue. So I can't remember what's your setups like with these. Do you have perches in there? Do you have shelves? Yeah, they're, um, uh, they're arboreal boxes. These, these are what they're in right now. Not what I'm building. Um, they're in arboreal boxes that have a shelf about halfway up on the cold side. Okay. And then there's a five quart, uh, bin in, uh, on the ground. And then they have some cork, flats and stuff like that so they can get underneath them and then on the shelf there's actually cork tubes um screwed down so they can get into the tube or on top of the tube okay. which gets them close to the heat panel and that's where they end up doing their stuff so okay so where do you uh, find them the most most normally. it mo- normally it's either on the shelf or underneath the cork tube but during uh, the on the ground season they went to the they went to the box they were in the box together yeah hmm. yeah i don't know so what I'm doing now is is I'm getting my three footers ready for them. I'm going to install shelves in those, and then I got the tracks from Specialty Enclosures, the the 3D printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have tracks that you can buy the uh, Reptile Basics hides, and they slide on them, and you can mount them to the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, Terry has those. So I talked to him about those. Um, and that's what I'm gonna do there. So that they can go on the ceiling, they can have a shelf, or they can go down on the in the hide box or on top of their box. So they're gonna have kind of multiple levels and utilize all of the um cage. So we're gonna do that and they're gonna be up higher than they are now. Uh hopefully that'll get the female rough scale uh feeding more because mm-hmm. uh, she only produced five eggs but she could have done more and then terry's like the the next day dropped like 17 so i'm like all right something's wrong here so uh i just want to get them both a little bit bigger but you said she was she did you say she was a funny feeder is she a funny she's feeder? a horrible feeder she's a horrible feeder um what do you what does she eat what does she get for small rats mostly but last year she went off food for the longest time and then i got her to eat like a mouse and then she was just gangbusters after that. Like once a week, if I could, if I wanted to, I could have thrown her a medium rat. Um, but I didn't really want to push her. And now this year, after five eggs, I really want to get some food into her, and I want to get some size on her. So, but all the rats she keeps kind of turning her nose up at. So, um, I have an order of mice coming. So once that arrives, I'll try to get her to eat, do the same thing of like, hey, here's a mouse. And then after the mouse, get her back onto the rats. Uh, and try to see if I can bulk her up a little bit. Do you think that last year she went off feed because maybe she was? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think I messed that one up. Yep. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Well, yeah, man, this is how you learn. I mean, yeah, but she there just, isn't a whole lot of people out there producing. Well, yeah, but unlike, like, you got to understand, my carpets, like, 
I, I had two females eat and then two days later drop eggs. Like they don't care. But like the <laughs> rough scales are like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, you bastards. So that's the other part I'm really looking forward to is that, you know, God, I hope it's a good sex ratio. <laughs> it's like, I really hope it's like five eggs, two males, three girls. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like the bread lie, uh, stonewash bread lie. That's all I want. I just want good ratios and um, just so I can be like, cool, now I'm going to raise these two girls and see, you know, if they if they're feeding like crazy from the get go. That's what I want. Right. So um, what's going to be? Have you talked to either Terry or uh, Brett about getting the babies going? No, we, we have not. We've not dwelled into that deep, deep, dark pond of misery and worriness um yet but uh you thought you had trouble with boas dude i (laughs) i'm terrified so uh the main idea i'm gonna have is i'm gonna try to get uh i'm gonna get some of that um the 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 sandy chip stuff like i want to try to do that Mm -hmm. it's like a bedding because then you don't have to really clean them that often you kind of leave them be Mm -hmm. they're gonna have the hides i'm gonna make sure i get some of that wire mesh stuff so they can perch on it and i'm gonna get them a nice size water bowl and i'm just really gonna let them do their thing um i think right off the bat i'm gonna offer pinkies with chick down like i'm not even gonna fuck around here we go um and then i'm gonna make sure i have uh some sort of bird chick scent or something like that and we're just going to see how we can get it done that way um but the next step after that if they don't take those is i'm going to go directly to to uh hoppers kind of like go what i do with the bread lie where it's like it didn't work here's a live one and then see if i can get that going uh knowing my luck i'll have like uh, one male and he'll be like the best feeder out of everybody and all the girls will be like yeah (laughs) right so well, I would think that they're probably like carpets. I would think as babies, they're probably feeding on skinks and stuff. So you can always pull out, you know, the scents. If I'll go get, I'll go get scents. I'll, I'll have pay. some here. So if you need it, I'll go. I'll go to the store and buy as many blue tongue skink babies as I'll let me buy. <laughs> Grind them up myself and what use them, like fresh scent. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> well, I guess. If if it really came down to it, I know what I would do, but I'm curious. Would you feed them live lizards? Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I would. I, I for these things, yes. Hell yeah. Yes, for these things, I get them going. Yeah, for these things, I'd go to Australia, <laughs> shove whatever skinks I can find into my pockets, and try to smuggle them back here. You put them in the little uh, camera. Little yes. Film cases. Yep. Yep. Like. Yep. 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 Tape them to my body hey, and man. try to get. Yep. Done. Nobody uses film anymore. <laughs> You're like, Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, well, that should be interesting. I'm curious to uh, to see how. And who knows, man? Maybe it won't be hard at all. You know. <laughs> yeah. What were the size of the eggs? Carpet size. Uh, smaller. Smaller. Smaller but longer. It's weird, but not like uh, and they, and they didn't have any bumps on them. <laughs> no, <imitations>. no. <laughs> Damn it! So mad. She's she had them for a while because they were they were they weren't like soft marshmallow. <laughs> like it wasn't like that. Gotcha. They were they were solid and um, no no imprint from her scales at all. Maybe you got to go full mi. You know what I mean? You got to yeah, go full. 
do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame me for your first clutch, man. I'm, I, I don't blame. I'm you. never gonna do that for that. No, I do. Never. I'll do it. I'll do Fine. it for you. Okay. <laughs> let me have the, let me have the bumpy shell. Okay, be, thank you. I will. I will uh, get the bumpy shell. Like what do they call that when they just like cover it in uh, metal or something? Oh yeah, make a little <laughs> statue of it. Okay. Yeah. Get it, get it bronzed for your, me. You Thank go. you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so now that the roughies are out and you've produced, yeah. well, you've produced the clutch. Yep. Now what's, what's the next one? White lips. That, now, and well, I mean, now we have to, white lips are constant, a constant pain. I'm not talking about what you have going this season. I know you have a shot. Uh, oh, at Ollie, I, no, no, no. It's, I'm talking like, you know, what is, what is, what is my next one that I'm, I'm putting the scope at? Yes. White lips are kind of still there. And unfortunately, because I only have um, the one male and the one female gold, and I only have the male black, I can't really do anything. It's like I'm uh, all I can do is kind of theorize. So I'm hoping for next year to give the uh, gold a try, um, especially with the female that I got. Um, but my male is huge. And part of me is thinking that I would really like to get a smaller younger male um this summer mm -hmm. but god only knows when that's going to happen because uh yeah so um as far as what's in the room or what's in the collection that i'm going to kind of zero in on uh -huh. next one's team wars team wars okay i i really want them to go because uh you know uh I actually reintroduced them because I was getting a lot of action from my carpets um, this past weekend. Like uh, I had, had the albino in with that citrus tiger for a long time and they weren't giving each other the time of day. Right. And then the male shed this past weekend and I put him back in there and he's been all over her, really? like perching on top of her and stuff like that. Like they're curled up together. Normally he was like underneath the water bowl hiding from her and just been all onto all over. So that's good. Um, and I threw a bunch of males back in with females that have not either shown me that they're gravid by like basking belly up or anything like that. And some of these boys are all over. And I did that with the olives and uh, with the team wars, the olives didn't really give two shits about each other. Um, and the one female started basking with her belly upturned or she's actually, she's digging, digging a divot in her cage. She's like pushing all the mulch down so she can lay on the, bare wood mm -hmm. which is right on top of right on top of the heat panel that's on the cage below her mm -hmm. and she's actually underneath her hide box so there's this big bin that's empty that's sitting on top of this olive python that has pushed all the dirt around it so you see like a couple coils and then this plastic bin like resting kind of weird mm -hmm. and she's underneath there and that's where she keeps laying and uh i'll move her put all the dirt back put the bin back, put her in the bin. And then I come in later and she's underneath the bin, hasn't pushed all the dirt out again. So I'm like, all right, well, clearly you want to be there for some reason. So I'm going to stop trying to stop you like whatever. Right. So, um, but I put the team wars together and they've been inside the same hide box since I put them together. Hmm. So I don't know. They're both hungry. They're both eating, but uh, they're they together. Like spring breeders or are they winter breeders? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I know that. Um, uh, would be similar to retics, right? I, I guess, but KJ sent me 
something about i think somebody posted on instagram was the big cheese factory the the mouse breeders Mm -hmm. um they got a clutch of timor but i'm not sure if that was last year or this year you know i don't remember the picture um hold on god i have you do i'm opening up my uh one of my books that i wrote shit down in Mm -hmm. i swear there's a paper out there that the yeah here it is okay um, there's a paper out there that the Barkers did on Timor Pythons, and they told, let's see, <clears throat> um, so this is what they wrote as far as, uh, what they did, um, from 1960 to 1970, Timor Pythons began to be offered for sale by reptile dealers, and a small number were established in captivity. The first recorded captive breeding of the species was at the Dallas Zoo in 19, 1975. The second was by Don Hamper, then the Barkers mm. in 95. They are extremely active and very nervous snakes. They would rather yep. flee than bite. Yep. And when restricted, they were often defecate because they yep. would be crawling all night. Uh, it became difficult for them to gain weight for breeding. The Barkers observed that they would only consume a certain amount of rats, then just stop feeding. Hamsters would be consumed in a much larger quantity. Hmm. Okay, not mine. No. They'll eat? Yes. Okay. And says, I haven't seen that in any, like at one point, you remember, I had like five of them. Yeah. And I've never had a problem with them. Yeah, They'll I, eat anything. Yeah, with mine, I didn't have an issue either. So okay. I imagine that would be something that would have, that may have been just because they were so fresh from the wild. Yeah, maybe. It says mm. uh, the Barker's approach to breeding. Annual light cycle ranges, uh, 15 uh, light, 9, 15 during the day, 9 at night, and then it reversed. Um, incrementally, every month, ambient temps inside the building varied on weather conditions outside. Mm. Summertime highs were 87 to 93. Wintertime highs were 78 to 84. Uh, daytime to nighttime varied from three to six degrees during most of the year 20 percent of the floor area of the cage was heated two to four degrees above the ambient temp it was turned off during the summer in when the temps exceeded 93 degrees also turned off during the coolest time of the year first week of january to mid-february reproduction barkers fed heavily into the fall but they yep. continued feeding the third week into November, which is mm. standard stuff that we do. I did it a little bit later, but yeah. Okay. They began pairing the third week of December. Yep. They left pairs together until the last week of February. By the end okay. of February, the four largest females had developed um, follicles. Uh, females ovulated in March with mid-body swelling for about 12 weeks. Uh, eggs hatched at 60 days at 87.80 degrees Fahrenheit in April. All shed within two weeks of hatching. Within four weeks, they got all 10 babies eating on hoppers. Uh, they were fed in late afternoon and early evening. So um, I didn't see any swelling. I didn't see any stuff. And none of my guys went off food. I mean, they, they, they would constantly still eat. Now, I did turn off the food from, I want to say, was it November till February? Right. And I did drop them as low as like the olive pythons and the uh, bread lie. Okay. Because you got them in those big cages in the other yeah. room. The bar. Yep, 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 okay. yep, yep. Um, they also are susceptible to the light cycle of outdoors because they have windows in that room. Yeah. So 
Um, I don't know. They're together. Um, I separate them, feed them, put them back together. What's the I'm probably gonna. They're big, dude. They're like um, six feet. They're bigger than that, I think. I want to say the closest. I want to say the male's close to six. I want to say the female's a little bit bigger. Do you have perching in there? Do they perch a lot? I'm getting there. Like I, I remember, I was gonna add those shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a big stick in there, and they kind of didn't really seem to. They crawled around it and over it, but never in it. <laughs> Uh, or on top of it. So I'm going to install the shelves. Like their shelf is, um, I was waiting for the, the, uh, sealant to dry. And then I'm going to put in those three, three, I got three more shelves to put in and they're the team wars are the first ones. Um, nobody's used the shelf that I put in on any other cages, but that's like the olives and the retic and the white lip. Right. So I'm kind of hoping the team wars do. And I wanted to put a branch from the shelf down the cage, like into the bottom of the cage so they can try to climb up it. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully see if they can use that. Now, the shelf's going on the cold side. So if they want to get up higher on the warm side, they have to get up onto their, like, bin. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want them to get that close to the heat panel. So, uh, gotcha. yeah. So I'll see what they do. Um, but those would be kind of cool, too. Because now I went down from, like, five to uh, two at this point. So I only got the two. Um, you got the pair. You know they're a pair, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, hopefully we'll see if that one goes and then I can start focusing on white lips, stuff like that. But yeah, I would imagine, uh, you would probably be able to, uh, especially if you get the olives and the Womas to go. Um, That'd be nice, dude. Like if I could get the could olive eggs some and funds for some white lips, I'm sure. I'll raise some funds for some white lips and other shit. If I could just get other crap here to breed like i need to the problem is i'm so scatterbrained i'm not focusing on what other stuff might need like i'm not going to get any king snakes this year because i didn't drop them down far enough it's like if i could just focus on doing that and get the easy stuff to breed if i pay attention a little bit more to what they need so i'm done whatever i'm done for the season except for diamonds that's going to be my children's they didn't go i don't know i don't know what was there i might have missed that window yeah and and uh, i know Really, I was breeding them just to uh, to try my hand at them, and I know Keith was looking for um, some unrelated stuff to what he got from uh, Gary. But um, I I think we're <clears throat> well. Maybe <clears throat> I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think uh, Keith is kind of like me and want to make sure that we have the species that we saw when we were in Australia. <laughs> uh, right. Although yeah. I don't see myself getting a frilled dragon or anything like that, but <laughs> you know, as far as pythons go. But it would be pretty cool to see. I mean, dude, I tried water pythons this year. Once again, they're not going to go. Um, I just think my female's just so big, and my male does not put on the size. Um, you know, I think I got to get uh, push him harder and get him bigger because I think she just beats him up and he doesn't breed her. I mean, so. <laughs> you know, we always talk about the size of snakes and feeding and all this stuff, but yep. like, I don't know how you feel, but like seeing that big water python in that park man that really made me think like huh huh that's huge but (laughs) let's put it this way i I, my female is not even my female is not even as big as the first one we found at fog dam that to me was more like what the size of a water python would be exactly that's what i think they should be another one was like but then looking at things like but then looking at things like lawns and also eric kohler's mine's right on the money and then 
I had a male that was about the same size as my boy that I sent up to Kohler's that started breeding the second it got there. So I would think that they're more tuned into uh, pressure. I would, th- I would say, I guess, because I know that there, I know, I think Richard Shine wrote the paper, but they, I don't know who else wrote it with him, but they were talking about water pythons and they would leave the eggs before yeah. they were even like, the, the, I guess the temperature was just so right that they, they would actually leave the eggs to hatch on their own, which I don't know of any other pythons that do that. Mm. I mean, I don't, I mean I don't there either. may be, but we don't know, you know, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. It, that, that's just another one where it's like, I think I just need to get him bigger and then maybe see what's going on there. You're sure you have a pair? I am hopeful I have a pair. I believe I have a pair. So I need you to like come over <laughs> at some point. Times I got kicked in the nards with that, you know? I, I think I just need you to come over one day and then we just probe everything and figure out where the hell I am. So Yeah, I did that with Rob when he came out. I was like, well, I think there are several <laughs> things where I'm like, I don't think I'm right. And yeah, that could be that would man. really solve the problem of why these won't breed because they're both female. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Hmm. OK, so OK, so the Timors are the are the big one. That's yeah. Next. OK, I think that'd be and cool. After that would be white lips. Right. Uh, yes. After that would be white lips, gold or black. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Breeding a gold to a black, I don't care. I almost feel like when you're breeding those crazy pythons that are a little bit trickier, it's like you almost have to focus exactly on that. Yeah, I think like so all too. All your time and you know, which which just totally like, which totally kind of just gets to me where it's like I, I know white lips are becoming insanely popular right now. Yeah, but people are like, I only have two, but I really think it's my mission. I really I only have two snakes, but it's my mission. To breed black face white lip because I feel that they need to have more black face white lip out there. And I get it. That's a commendable thing. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. But this is like your second snake. You're like, yeah, you sure? You don't want to maybe have other people who may be better prepared for this try? Right. I don't know. It, it, there just seems to be a rush well, on white lips right now yeah. to the point where somebody's trying to sell a gold, a lone gold male for $1,000. Holy shit. Bite me. <laughs> like, I is mean. how much they're going for now? No. No, oh. they're not. No. The problem is, is that somebody saw somewhere white lip $1,000, and now people automatically think every single white lip is worth $1,000. That is not true. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another snake. Like, where do you go with that? Like, it's just a thing. People want to. It, it's a feather in your cap to say you got it, number one. It's a great snake to take a picture of when you drag it outside in the sunlight. Um, and then it's also, if you do manage to get eggs, that's a big kudos. But, I mean, Scott Borden's been trying for years. I've been trying for years. Um, there are various other people who keep trying and either don't necessarily get it right or whatever, but just keep going. I mean, Ryan seems to have it figured out with, you know, black and golds, but, you know, people just assume that they're going to be able to take them and throw them together. Uh, well, I guess some things, you I know Tom, Ke- Tom Keoghan did it. The problem is, is that I think guys do it full time now. They do. But the problem is, is that 
whatever we consider an adult phase white lip, an adult size white lip that you see at a show or all that other crap, it is too big. Yeah. I, I, white, white lips are thinned bodied tree dwelling snakes. Yeah. And we just don't like to talk about it because they don't sit in the tree like a chondro constantly, but they need to be up high because of where they are. They are not at the top of that food chain. So there are there's bigger shit. So they constantly need to be up high. So it is a big head on a thin body and it is maybe six foot max. Right. And when I say max, I mean like the female maybe gets five and a half feet. Right. Like that's where it should be. And that and that's not what I what I've done, and that's not what everything else done because the first couple of white lips I saw were all over six foot, six foot eating large rats. Yeah, you know, but every proven pair I've seen has been smaller. Right. You know what's funny to me about white mm. lips, right? Um, you know how like with carpets, you have this whole controversy that goes around about poplin pythons or IJs or what do you call it? Right. Like a common yeah. Name and everything. But you don't see anybody get bent out of shape when you say the Albert's Python or white lip Python. <laughs> like nobody's like, no, they're not the Albert's Python. How I dare do, you? I, it, it's <laughs> it, the Albert's white lip. It, 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 what is it? Um, Leo Python. Like, is that even the taxonomy anymore? It's. I think they're they should be with ring python. I think they're Bothrachillus. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Do it. I do mean, it. You see. You see. You look at my ring python. You look at that head. It's, it's a funny patterned white lip. That's yes. what it is. Hundred <laughs> like percent. They like high humidity. You know the skin is very soft. They you know you don't have water for them. You know they they're not hardy. Like I don't mean hardy like in a way that you know they're super fragile. But like when they're it comes unforgiving. To hydration, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the better word. That's the yeah. Better word. Unforgiving is exactly right. Like, and I had white lips for a while, but I don't know, man. I I got I got rid of them. They just I know the boy I have is from you. I, I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but it's you try it. You don't like it. You know that's fine. Beautiful it's, and I they're love, gorgeous. I love looking at yours because yours are adults. Yeah. You know. And, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and you and I, you, and cool you and I have that. Yeah. You and I have that argument where you prefer the gold ones and I prefer the black ones. I yeah. Do. I don't. Like you're like, oh, look at the color. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Give me that one. <laughs> it's like right. all black. It's, and, I mean, you can tell. I mean, I know there's some people out there that don't necessarily know what I'm talking about when you can tell just the difference of the head shape. Black face white lips do have a different shaped head than a gold face. Gold face are really? leaner. So, yeah, I mean, even if, like, I'll say this, white lips are supposed to be lean and thin-bodied snakes anyway, right. and golds are supposed to be thinner and leaner than blacks. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So there's that to compete with. Yeah. Um, so I am I'm looking at my male that's all of about seven foot long, and I'm like, God damn it. Like now he came to me that way. Right. Like I got him as an adult. Right. Um, but then this is something Dennis McNamara and I have talked about several times. It's it, it, they're too big. So uh, I picked up a female this past summer um, that was a wild caught. And dude, she lives in a 41 court curls up in a five court bin. And she's an adult female. I'm pretty sure she laid eggs before too. Cause when I got her, she looked like, you're that basic deflated balloon yep. that a python get. She looked just like that when I got her. Huh. 
would not be shocked if she laid eggs somewhere along her travels in Indo and shit like that. So, um, yeah. So I really want to try her next year. Now I'm going to try her with this captive born and bred monster of a male. How long Uh, have you had the the female? I've had her for about a year. I mean, like I said, I got her in summer. So she, I didn't try breeding her this year. I got her in December of, I, I think I got her close to the end of, no, no, it was there was it was snow. So I want to say I got her around. Um, it, it was at a Habit of Grace show. I want to say it was either in uh, November or December of last year. Oh, okay. So a little yeah, over. Yeah. So okay. A little over a year. We're getting. I got her in. Tw- I got her in 2019 in December. So I will have her. I've had her a year going to, into December. So I've had her for a couple months. Um, she just broke quarantine. She's downstairs doing all her fun stuff down there, but she only eats live, which is fine because now I'm not going to overfeed her. Is she the one that you always have to go for? Is that, uh, yeah, I think I have to go go get her, I have to go get her two live rats and feed her, which is fine. I'll feed her two medium rats and then she'll eat until the next time I go to a show and get two more medium rats. Right. It's fine. She's shedding. She's pooping. She gained all her weight back that she might have lost before I got her, but she hasn't gotten huge, and that's what I want. I want her to stay right. where she's at, and now I'm going to go find a boy right. that is relatively the same size, and then big boy might get his ass out of here because then I might just keep them both together all year round. Well, you might want to hold on to that male until you breed them because what if you need like that, like with the True. rabies or the owl, True. you know what I'm saying? I just put that giant ass shed. male in a bin <laughs> yeah, yeah. with holes in it the as these two as the these two other snakes are breeding on top of this oh, aquarium yeah. that I have him in. <laughs> They're trying to figure like, uh, hmm, oh, Jesus, what's going on here? Listen, either you two breed or he comes out of that box. It's like, all right, it's like, yeah. Huh. So yeah, I think I think white lips. I think, and again, I'm just speaking from. I'd be, I uh, think I'm going to hoard rough scales. Like, I mean, if I got white lips to breed, <laughs> <laughs> like you're, I think it's consistency. It is. Just I think it is consistent with what you're doing. You know, it is whatever it is you do. The problem is I also think it's consistency. And the problem is I think that the white lip themselves, cause I had that one big female right. when she died, I, I, I cut her open. She had fatty tumors all over her. Oh, they're yeah, all definitely. Oh, yeah. the they're an right. they're an animal that will not take overfeeding well. No. Where a carpet will just get fat and lazy and sit there, right. and then also be able to drop the weight quickly if you decide to figure your shit out. A white lip is going to die. So, you know, that's partially why I had such problems with them in the past. Yeah. And other things like that. Now I'm smarter and not stupid. And, you know, like I said, I've had that mail that you, that I got from you. Oh, is it two years now? I've had that boy mm-hmm. the black. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm feeding him. He's still in 41 court. He eating medium rats. He's growing. Not a lot. Not That's getting heavy. So we do That's all. like once a month. Eh, he, like a he's on weeks, the, three weeks? he's on the adult. Yeah. When I feel like it, he's on the adult carpet, ah. you know, feed schedule yep. so uh, <laughs> it's when was the last time i fed you huh. all right <laughs> it's like I guess it's time. <laughs> the problem is that i get i'm getting lazy and i'm like i should feed the hatchlings oh boy yeah okay i gotta feed the hatchlings like 
they're still on like small mice. And I'm like, normally by now you guys are like on adult, like on adult mice. At least I should really step up my game a little bit. Yeah. So. I'm kind of, I'm in the same boat as you. It's like, and I have the, the, the mice. It's just like, hmm. I'm waiting for a, 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 I'm waiting for a rodent pro order. Oh, okay. <laughs> They had some sale, and I'm like, I need mice. And then I went on there, and I'm like, ooh, quail. And then I'm like, all right. And then they had some sort of, like, special shipping thing, so I just did that. But I'm like, all right, I I, I guess. But now I'm sitting here, and I'm, like, waiting, waiting for a box. waiting for a box. I'm telling you, man, the the cold-blooded cafe, man. I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to do the shipping. And but if this shipping whole, is the same price, I know, but I, but if the COVID-19 bullshit wasn't happening, oh, I got you. I got like, you know, I don't like doing this and it's, I'd much rather just go get it, but I, I didn't want to go down to my route and guys place because especially cause now dude, like I've gotten more people asking me for my rat guy's phone number because they can't get to a reptile show trying to get rodents. And he's had to increase his prices because he can't get, you know, feed and other stuff supplied because they up the prices on him so it's oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah it's, it's a mess so hopefully this whole thing calms down before i got to refill the freezer otherwise i will be looking at cold-blooded cafe yeah the <sighs> thing i like about them is um number one their rodents are top-notch man yeah a couple times to- there was a time before that that i needed quail mm. so i ordered i was like I'm like, shit, I need quail, but I don't want to get mice. And then they had some mice on sale, so I, I, I threw it in. You know how, like, you have, like, the box? Yeah, you just throw it in the box, it, yeah. Like, worth the shipping, yep, you know? Yep, 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 so The majority of it was birds, and then I threw in some hamsters. I'm like, all right, let's throw let's hamsters, hamsters in there. Let's see, let's <laughs> see what goes. I forget what else is in there, but, like, all kinds of weird variety is what I was kind of going for. But I did get, um, I did get some hoppers. Nice. Not, and again, I know people use Rodent Pro, and but for me, I don't know, man. I got them. The the packaging was all shitty. They're all freaking just in. You know what I mean? When when I get them from, I I get spoiled, man. I get them from, uh, you know, Cold Body Cafe. They're all perfect in the bag, like perfectly white, and you know. And it's that if you if you order, I think it's before Wednesday, you get it that week. Really? Yeah. That's the greatest thing, man. It's Mother awesome. All right, and then yeah. if you if you it like so say you get it, you order on a Friday, yeah. you're getting it by Wednesday of the following week. It's Dude, I ordered like last week. Tuesday. I, I'm sorry, I ordered two weeks ago for this bullshit. So yeah, no. All right, never doing Even this. Even during the COVID thing. Like yeah. Because I did a I I was worried about what would happen if all of a sudden they shut down shipping altogether. You know right. what I mean? Like shipping stuff like that. So I was like, well, let me just put in a big order. So I put in a big order, and um, yeah, I got two boxes, and it came like same week, same week I ordered it. So. No shit. All right, well, we're gonna do that next time. Yeah. Supposed to this crap. It's just like again, it's like I need mice, and I didn't feel like carting my ass all the way to my rodent guys for mice, me. and. <laughs> Then I'm like, and I did the exact same you did. I'm like, well, I'm going to fill up the box. So I, I bought uh, quail and chicken. I bought a ton of it. Yeah. Like, and and I'm like, whatever size chicken, whatever size quail, just throw in there. Right. You know, part of me is thinking I'm going to go try to find, um, uh, I think like maybe maybe when we get into June or July, I'll uh, try to see if I can find some button quail eggs that I can hatch myself and feed. <laughs> 
feed the roughies the little baby button quail. I don't right. care. <laughs> like, I don't care. What would you like to eat? I'll get it for you. I mean, as adults, so, they um, eat rats. I think it's just like carp. Yeah. It's just like those, you know, because they have that. I mean, uh, listen, we're just that sheds its skin. So they're like in a. Uh, I'll feed it a chinchilla. I don't race. care. What, what? Tell me what it wants. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. 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 It's fine. Eat. I know. I'm not looking forward to that with uh, diamond pythons, man. You know, they're a mofo to get going. Just remember, just remember, whatever you don't feel like dealing with, feel free to give to me and I'll get it feeding, but then I get to keep it. So I was going to give you a, uh, now no, you have your cold room. No, don't do that. <laughs> I've had such horrible times with diamonds. We're giving you another round, man. <laughs> See, this is, this is the thing where it's like, you're, you, you get to a point where you're like, I got a lot of stuff. What can I do to ruin Owen? Cause he, he can't refuse a gift. It's like, dude. If you a get part, diamond part python, of, part of me is one of those things. Sell all your coastals. <laughs> I know I will. And part of me is thinking it's going to be like it's only a matter of time. There's going to be one point where I really piss you off, and I think I almost got close with the reptile and chill. Where it'd be like, what I chase do you want? I, I would like to not get the I chase. Well, you get them. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> 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 please no it's like oh here are the ideas by the way nobody else has these and you're the only one and now you have to breed them yes you dick <laughs> like, just all like, the yeah, IJ no. people were being an uproar you oh, gave the Owen. well at least we know he won't kill the market <laughs> like oh no uh, we will get you breed ijs one day i don't this i don't care i don't care Dude, you have to check it off the list, man. Well, I don't. Yes, you do. I don't give a damn. Yes, you do. I know you do. You can't walk around with that Watch stigma me. for the rest of no, your no, life. No, yes, I can't. Well, I've been living with it for how long now? Nine well, years? Well, enough is enough. <laughs> it's over. Going <laughs> to end up breeding all the other shit. Right. You didn't do IJs. Don't care. <laughs> it's like, don't care. When I produce poison ivy babies and they're black and they come out of the egg, you will be mm -hmm. like, Yeah, I care. <laughs> The panther Why? here. <laughs> Why couldn't you be a coastal or a Which jungle? Be anything Why? else. Anything else. <laughs> and I'll just be like, well, here you go. Yeah. All right. Darwins are still kind of tricky, too. I think the only reason I'm having yeah. success is because she's part coastal. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. They are tricky. I don't know what it is with them. But uh, people seem to. Uh... Dude, I'm so not like what you said earlier, where it's like, w w this is not, we don't do this for a living. I don't care if they don't breed. Right. I, I don't care. Well, it's not <laughs> even that. It's like they get to spend, I mean, that's the job, their job. So they're spending more, much more time. I mean, let's say if you work in eight hours a day, even if they spend half of that, four hours, they're four hours in their snake room every day. Gee, can you imagine? Dude, that would be so I, nice. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I've, I'm slowly dying while I'm sitting at my cube. Yeah. Nowadays, in my in my <laughs> profession. Right. Um, and I've just been like every lunch, I end up watching these zoo shows where it's like people taking care of zoo animals, and I'm like tear down the side of my face, going, yeah, man. "Why am I doing this?" Like, it, but. Wait. Keep, like, your your job is just to breed the snakes in your room, like research. What do you need to do to make these animals make babies? Like it, right? I think one day I might get there. I don't. I, know, might, man. I'll, I, I go back and forth all the time with this. I would love like, to retire and do this full time. If I were to retire with a full pension from Nationwide, then yeah, I right. then I don't care. But 
you know, I have to, I have other expenses. I know that, um, I know that a lot of people will say that it's difficult to do and like, you know, of course. and I, and I get all that and I understand all the reasons why. And, but at the same time, I'm very jealous of it, you know, because right. it's like, you know, it, you're your own boss. You well, can decide yeah. what you want to do. Correct. You can have success. And if you have the success, you can breed them and set them for your own things. Uh, there's a lot of this stuff you could do. I mean, yeah, because like right now, a lot of my success at work for like bonuses and stuff like that is all based off of what other people do. Right. You know what it, I mean? So you're, like, you're in your own hands. You, you eat what you kill. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, mm. at some point, like, I don't know for the people that are bosses out there. I don't know if the COVID shit is just getting to me or whatever, but like, it's like, I'm tired of, I'm so tired of being in charge of people. And like, especially t today in the workforce today, like people just don't, they just don't work like they used to. Every once in a while, you'll see like these diamonds in the rough. And it's like, but like, I don't know, man. When I was a kid, I hustled for money because I needed a guitar and I wanted mm -hmm. this guitar. So I, I worked my freaking ass off because I needed it. And like people will come and complain that they don't have any money and then they don't work. And it's just like, hmm, well, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> see how this you works can, is you like solve this pretty easily. Like, yeah. You come here and you do this and then you get paid. If you spend more time here, you get paid more. If you spend less time here, you get paid less. It's very Bob, simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be not, it would, I guess what I'm saying, it would be a nice change of pace for me. And I'm, I'm, a lot of stresses would come along with it. Yes. A hundred percent. But like, you know, it, it would just be a nice change of pace that my success is, is determined by what I do and not yeah. what other people do, you know? Yeah. And, People in the supermarkets, man, that like even the customers, they're just assholes. <laughs> like, they're, just, <laughs> they're just assholes, man. Like, dickheads. I, 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 I know. Sometimes the shit that people say, you're just like, are you, dude, are I, you kidding I, me? Like, really? This is what you're going to complain about? You, oh my God. Dude, I went food shopping and I, and I nearly started a fight because there were these two people standing in, I guess. In my supermarket, they decided the best thing to do would be not have a line at the deli counter. So they cut a bunch of, like turkey, cheese, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And weighed it, right. slapped a tag on it, and yep. took out one of those big chest fridges and just filled it with, yep. you know, whatever. And these two guys decided that right now, during a pandemic, is a great time to stand around and talk while using your shopping carts to block the, the cooler from other people getting <laughs> at the lunch meat. Yes. And I'm like, the hell is this? Yeah. So like, it, yeah. Dude, somebody came into work yet. Yeah yesterday wearing it was no not yeah yes was yes no some i think it was last week yeah um i can't even keep track of days anymore um they were wearing a diaper as a mask if if i, I had God, man, it was if i had if i was still working for my father and had all the time in the world right and if i had the money and the means I would come to your store every day wearing some more ridiculous thing i have as i walked through the front door suit. Dude, I, exactly. I'd walk in in one of those old time diver suits and having a pipe like trailing behind me, leading out to the outdoors. Somebody's like feeding me line. Like that's what I would do. No, just no. wander around your store. No, not even yep. that. Like, like, like a uh, uh, Halloween costume shark. I'll, oh, one of those I'll inflatable send you, ones. I'll send a picture. One of those, those inflatable ones and uh -huh. shit. Yeah. People I, are stupid. I'm just like, 
This is not how viruses work. Wow. But I love this because my father be scared learned, of the shark. My father learns terms, uh, and then he calls me and he goes, "What is herd immunity?" I'm like, "We're not doing this right now." <laughs> and what does that have to do with asymptomatic? Stop, Dad. Yeah, this would be the greatest Stop. YouTube channel ever. I'd kill myself. Are you kidding <laughs> Your me, Dad? Right? We would film him like sitting in a chair watching Fox <laughs> News. Exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? And then we'd have to be like, it to herd immunity. Hmm. Let me call the guys at NPR and see what herd yeah, immunity is. Yeah, let's not do that, okay? <laughs> Christ. Oh, that would be classic. And he's still, and he's, dry, and he's still growing his uh, quarantine beard, which is the most hair I've ever seen on his face. It's freaking me out. Is so hairy like your beard? He's it's all white, but he's got a little bit on his lip that I guess is the like it's the same color as my beard. And I'm like, oh, there it is. It's does he still look like a cancer life. patient, or does he? Is he um, like full beard. He, it's not there yet. Um, it's getting there though. But he looks like he was lost in the woods for a good amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's yep. great. He keeps asking me to help cut his hair, and I keep refusing. So um, I'm struggling with that too. Man. He's getting that mullet thing going on, dude. Like he's got he's getting long in the back. So so is yeah. mine. I know. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I know, don't. <laughs> I'm listen, glad you brought up listen, the mullet. No, listen, I have listen, to uh, tell listen, the reptile listen, and chill when guys. I, listen, when I tell the story, I leave out certain things because yeah, it sounds way. better. <laughs> it's funnier that way. I, I get it. I'm not going to mention that it's you wearing ripped jeans and with a mullet next to you, uh, Eddie Van Halen. Yes. I'm just going to say it's you with ripped jeans and a mullet. I might even say shirtless. Dude, I don't know why I, he's got this poster <laughs> size thing of him 100%. playing with the American flag in the background. It's very weird, guys. So, yeah. A hundred percent. I never forget uh, this. Is, I know we're totally off tangent, but this oh, is dear God, kind yes. of funny story and it ties into the mullet, right? Okay. So, so I'm playing this, this uh, gig, Doc Watson's, and uh, right. this girl comes up. She's like, oh, my God, you guys were so good. Really good at guitar. Everything is awesome. Now, mind you, this is right in the phase where, like, everybody started to cut their hair. So like okay. everybody that was like, remember like when Metallica cut their hair, like no, sudden like the, no, this was like what seventies? No, seventies. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Something nineties? Okay, no, then still, plus. still no. I was young and stupid, like very dumb. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I keep yeah. You got to remember in the nineties. Yeah, I I I wasn't until I wasn't in high school till I think I graduated high school in two thousand four. So, oh Jesus Christ! I know, right? I'm sorry. Okay. So, so you wouldn't know this, but anyway, there was a point where there was this transition from, you know, the Def Leppard mullet, right? The hairband right? shit, the hair yeah, band, okay, all yeah. that stuff, and then all of a sudden, kind of like grunge, and then like you know, kind of <laughs> came into it. But when the grunge kind of came in, like they they got rid of the long hair, right? So anyway, this girl comes up, she's a hot girl too, you know, like, mm -hmm. she's like, oh yeah, so good, you know, your band's so good, you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, you know. And uh, she's like, you, you really should cut your hair. And I was like. Oh, it's over now. I'm like, what? Wait, what? She's like, mm, yeah, the mullet thing really. I was doesn't. doing, wait. I was, like, I was like, oh, really? She's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you would look so much better with just, you know, like short hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the next day, wake up. Cut it off. 
They're like, yeah. wait a minute, what? I'm like, cut it off. <laughs> cut it off. Get get it off. Get it out now. Yep. Anyway. <sighs> but anyway, the mullet picture is next to uh, Van Halen, so that is the reason why I have that picture. Otherwise, I would tend to try to forget those. Yeah, but I, that's why I love it. That's <laughs> why I love it. Of my it's hair. it's like, like when... why couldn't I have... And that that picture was like in the 90s, and I'm like, why couldn't I have met them when I cut my hair short? My hair would be fine. And, um, it was. It's like every oh. time, we're, as we were driving through Australia, you're like, I could imagine myself up on that mountain playing a guitar. It wasn't you I pictured, it was mullet you up there, and it was great. Every <laughs> it's time. Like blowing in the hair. <laughs> great. There's a fan that only Eric can feel. It's like, what oh, the hell? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that really went off the rails. That really went off the tangent. We can try we can try reeling it back in and I can tell you the story of Mort. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's Mort? Sure. Who's Mort? Now you I forgot know. already. All right. Yes. Um so apparently uh down in Florida mm-hmm. uh there was a sulcata tortoise that was abandoned at a house and uh the neighbors were feeding it by throwing it food over the fence and stuff like that. And eventually they broke down the fence and they got the tortoise out of there. And it's a full grown sulcata male, 52 pounds worth of tortoise. Okay. And uh, they dropped it off at a vet clinic. And this vet clinic happens to be where Melissa's mother works. And she was like, Oh, well, guy, don't you guys want a tortoise? I'm like, no, no, I do not. No, we're good. <laughs> oh, I know where this is. No, going. no. And then today around lunchtime, Melissa calls me and she goes, you love me, right? I'm like, no, no. And she's like, yeah, the tortoise is ours now. I'm like, but I, and then she hangs up the phone. <laughs> like uh, it was, I'm like, what? wait. And then I got pictures for the rest of the day of Mort, Mort, the Sulcata tortoise <laughs> Mort, that I own now. Where are we going to put this thing? Oh, <laughs> now you're a tortoise guy. Apparently now. <laughs> Have you ever had tortoises before? I've had tortoises, and I used to keep uh, the. We had cicadas at the zoo and stuff like that. Okay. They're they're my 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 biggest thing is that they're the biggest joke when it comes to tortoises because babies are like forty five bucks each. Like I mean, cicadas are cheap, but like, have you seen like Google cicada tortoise got into trouble, and you see wonderful photos of one like barreling through drywall because it was locked in. The laundry room. Oh, one got, diggers? Oh, dear God. One got caught in like a metal coffee table because it was walking and it got stuck and it couldn't figure out what was going on. I mean, it's they're they're tanks, they're bulldozers, they're nothing will stop me. I want what's over there. And I mean, dear God. Oh, and I'm like, what, what I'm like, have you seen my backyard? Where am I gonna put this thing? Like you can't even set it up outside. It's gonna roll down the hill. So it, yeah. Oh, no. But yeah, got a tortoise. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it over and just let it like it. When we eventually have carpet fest where we can have humans again, I'm just gonna bring it over to your house at carpet fest. Just let him roam around and eat your lawn. It's I, like I ain't gonna lie, man. I said, Dory, we're either gonna get a tortoise or goats. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this lawn. I hate it, man. She would well, prefer the goats. I would prefer she, the reptiles. Well, it is. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you guys have somebody who did your lawn when you guys had the apartment complex down in Philly? Yes. Yeah. See, then that suck now. It's like yes, because it's like five times the size of that lawn. <laughs> it was so yeah, funny, right? We do, if we you do. don't clip the grass, the dogs get lost and you'll never find them. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I uh, I uh. um, 
we did we mowed the lawn the, the what was it last week for the first time and me and Dory both looked at each other and said fuck this we're paying somebody to do hire this somebody yeah. <laughs> find me that neighborhood kid for $20 I'll pay his ass to do this yeah yeah it's like, oh man but <sighs> yeah, the, yeah no it cool. I mean I have the yard for it but that's what I figure I mean like you know I th- there's this thing of no oh my god now I know exactly what we can do we can t- take Mort and we'll put a GoPro on his shell and he'll just be an embedded reporter. <laughs> I can see Roxy riding on the top of the carpet fest. It's like we got the footage for Mort. It was great. And then he got caught in the corner. And then we have like eight hours of him staring. It's just like, looking at the corner. Looking at the thing. It's like, all right, well, whatever. Tortoise push where they push with the one arm and like exactly. kind of push and themselves I, up. Yeah. Exactly. It, it would. We'll figure it out. How but, big do they get? Fifty fifty two is pretty good size for uh Sulcata. I mean that's they're big. Okay. Um they're the third largest. I wanna say it's like uh Aldabra, Gulop, and then them, but I may be mistaken. So do not quote me on that. But I'd say fifty's pretty nice size. I don't want it to get any bigger because hmm. now I have to deal with it. And they live so, to be like hundred and sixty two, right? I mean like I <laughs> Like we have a room full of cages. I could accommodate any snake and right. most lizards. Right. And you keep getting shit that doesn't go in there. Right. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. So yeah. Well, uh, Keith a, the, the, does, what kind does Keith have? Keith has. I think he has like Russian tortoises. He has smaller ones. Has leopard. Smaller ones. Okay. But my step, my my mother and my stepfather, they have a leopard tortoise. Okay. And leopard tortoises are awesome. And I've constantly wanted to get a couple females and drop them off at my parents and just do that. But female adult leopard tortoises are expensive as shit, and I'm not that concerned. So, right. But uh, no, no, I'm going to male adult male sulcata. We went the complete opposite direction on the wrong track. So, um, yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I had to break it out on that one. Sorry. I know you did. Sorry, yeah. Haas. It's, money in the tip jar or whatever you need. I mean, does, does that mean you have to do the tip jar? Because you did it on uh, Reptile Gumbo, because I heard that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I did say it on Reptile Gumbo? You did. Or you did and Carly did. So I think Haas should go after both of the both of you. Oh, no. So, yeah. See, if I was Haas, I would feel honored that somebody is using my catchphrase. But like, I don't know, man. They they were... They're trying to take over the world. Dude, they're out for blood. <laughs> you know, like... Like, they're... their first question is like, you know... What do you hate about Eric? I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, was... <laughs> What's the most embarrassing thing you know about me? <laughs> the only thing you could say is, well, he lost his phone on a, on a mountain. On a mountain. But like I said, it it was very much the, like, remember how when Rob and I were going to, like, make you keep the blackhead stick, but then we found that really cool gecko, so we forgave you? Yes. Like, it was like that. It yeah. was like, it was it was because we found Owen Pally Python, we don't like to talk about how Eric... Yes. Spent a ton of time and money to get his phone to be this filming thing and then left it on the mountain. Right. It's like, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, clearly that was uh, a huge part of the success of the it was. Owen Pelly Python. Part. We, you have to make a sacrifice of technology to get to the Owen Pelly Python. Dude, I, I was so willing to do that. That's <laughs> totally fine with me. I mean, you can always get another phone. Um, yeah, but, uh, so it was... Whatever. Like I said, it worked out, so everybody forgives you, you know. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple uh, 
animals that I wanted to uh, real quick. Right. And then I have to, I think we should hit on that interview thing that I had to do today because that was interesting as hell. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, so uh, the first one that I thought was, was interesting was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was from our good friend Darren Whitaker, the Silver Pepper Man. Um, <laughs> and so. he, he posted, that's what he's going to be known for forever. Like, yep. um, but he posted up a picture, and it seems like Australia is way ahead when it comes to this. And I don't know if it's just because either people aren't interested in it, maybe we're not as concerned with the morphs because, um, you know, it's interesting when you think about Australia as far as, um, you know, the, the carpet python hobby. And it seems like they're very, you know, uh, into the morphs and all. And mm -hmm. It's almost like the carpet pythons fill the, you know, fill that uh, ball python, you know, like wanting to produce beautiful, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it fills that niche. <laughs> right. In niche. Wait, what? Niche, 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 oh, no. niche. You're killing Mitch? hookers, man. What the hell? Mitch, I don't care. <laughs> um, it gives him an excuse to message me later. That's so, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because um, they don't have ball pythons there. True. So there are people but there that Children's are like, pythons, like, I mean, if we're going to talk in comparison, ball pythons to children's pythons, like, there's funky names attached to all that kind of crap and all this other stuff, so. No, no, no. I don't, yeah. I don't mean as far as funky names. I just mean yeah. as far as, like... Um, like putting crazy stuff together, right? So, like, so what I'm getting at is he posted up a picture of a caramel bread law head exanic, right? No, wait, no, wait, no. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, oh, this went too far. Wait. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is like, is it because in the states why we're so gung shy? Like some wait. people do it. But, no. Uh, yeah, man, it's actually a pretty looking snake, to be honest with you. Um, but um, it, it, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I've just been trying to think, like, what is the difference between, like, the carpet python, you know, breeding uh, here as opposed to in Australia? And that's the only thing I could think of because that's their native snake. So it's almost like corn snakes, same type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you could be breeding corn snakes and think of all the crazy morphs of corn snakes and everything. You could breed um, black rat snakes and things like that. But that's my thought of why yeah. <clears throat> Australians are more are quicker to sort of put those combinations together and why here we're in the States we it's I don't know. Do you get the feeling that people are like gun shy about it? I think there's a lot of people that want to do it. And um, I know there's a few that do it. What do you mean like crossing things and going crazy? Yeah, like crossing a a, a caramel to a bread lie. I don't think that's been done in the States. <laughs> right. And then to make it happen. So my question would be, what do you think a ghost bread lie cross would look like? No. <laughs> Just, no, it hurts. <laughs> um, I don't think a lot of people do it here because I don't think they, like, we haven't, people are still trying to figure stonewash and hypos and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, you know, like I, like you said, we're not really producing well what we said earlier we're not really producing the crazy morphs that are stacked like six or seven genes on top of each other where we're like hey we got to name this something because we can't keep saying it every time right and we don't really do that so 
we haven't really branched out and gone too crazy. Everybody's still trying to just make really cool bread line. Nobody's trying to go too far out. I mean, like, what was it? A year or so ago, everybody was like, I'm going to do a scream jag. And then nobody did it. So, well, I think with the scream jag, it's probably like the caramel jag where that's that specific snake. That yeah, really it's, makes it is, it is that, but it's, the people wanted to have a diamond bread lie something something project. It it just didn't happen. I mean, well, I think um, that, don't you think too? They probably think that they're going to breed it in one generation, and now it's going to pop this amazing looking screen. Of course, and that's yeah, never. And, and we doesn't. I think we've hammered like, that home that that's yeah. not how that works. And you know, okay, maybe you get two jags that look freaking phenomenal, but then you get a rest of the rest of the clutches. Mm-hmm. And plus, too, like if you're crossing bread lie. I mean, you're talking a lot more wait time, and a lot I mean, more work. It's bread lie are not bread lie are not point and click. And I wonder, yeah, what happens once you start crossing it? That it do you breed it like be, a bread lie, or do you breed it like a coastal? I think you breed it like a coastal because I don't think it would have any problems. But I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go, and you have to end up breeding it like a bread lie, especially if you get in a higher percentage blood. Huh. I mean, how many problems do we have with high percentages? Eighty-eight percent diamond jungle. Right. Do you breed like a jungle or do you breed like a diamond? Well, I have a 75 that I bred like a uh, jungle. Do you keep it like a jungle or do you keep it like a diamond? I kind of hybridize it in a way mm-hmm. that um, I keep it in my, my warm room, but I keep it at the bottom. So okay. it's, it's cooler, definitely cooler, but I, that's about, you know. Do we do we like this animal? Can we have an experiment where you try to keep it like a diamond and see if it dies? I bet you it would live. It probably, <laughs> I, you know, I bet you'd be fine. It, 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 like, it, the problem is, is that here's the thing. I bet you it would be fine if you started keeping it that way. Now that it's an adult, if you were to shift it on it, I think it has a crisis and it has a huge problem. Right. But um, I think you need to pick the direction and go with it. Now, whether or not that works down the road. Let, and put it this way, I don't think you get the high percentage bread lie cross or whatever to breed every year. No, probably not. So, and, and you think like, I mean, what's a a female bread lie is what five years? Yeah, something like that. You know, that's a long time. Yeah, but it's worth it. And no, no, no. I mean, awesome. it's a long time for <laughs> it. It's it's a long time in like the breeding cross project, unless, right? Unless you produce the male. You breed right, and then it's like three a... years. But, but now the thing is that you know, it'd be easier if you had all the pieces. Like if you lost your mind and decided you wanted to breed your stone wash to a reduced pattern diamond. If you do, I will hit you. Like it's like I will drive to your house and hurt you. Right. Um, but I mean, it, 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 it's. It'd be one of those things where you can do it because you have all the pieces right then and there. It'd be one season for you to produce the stuff, and then it's raise-up time. And then depending on which way you want to go, you know, you could go either way. Like, I would be they're very similar to me yeah. in a way, uh, reduced pattern and stonewashed. I would be curious to see, you know, that would be like one of those ones where we talk about it all the time. You know, yeah. like we talk about spider and jag and like – yeah. You know, like that kind of thing, but like we haven't physically. But I know somebody has, right? But I've never seen offspring from it. You know, I'm just taking people's word for it. But like, I would be curious what would happen. But am I curious enough to do it? Mm, mm, no, nah, 
probably not. Yeah. But, uh, but it probably would be a wild-looking carpet python. It, it would be. <laughs> so that kind of leads me to my uh, next question. I don't know if you saw this. Scott Borden posted it up on uh, Pick of the Week, and I think he put it in the carpet pythons discussion. But the whole thought of calling a designer carpet like putting that label on sort of like what um, yeah. I mean, people do. I get what he's saying, yep. especially because it'd be a way to, it, you know, and, and I mean, if you want to get into it, what we discussed with Bumblebee Tuna, that was the beginning of a designer carpet. But we kind of got all mixed up in the morph stuff and kind of went real sideways. You know, it, it's you can there's room for stuff like that, you know, and, and if, if that's your project, if you want to do diamond coastals and really mess with it and kind of go crazy um uh and put a name on it why not market yourself that way so i would i have no problem saying designer the problem is that when you do that you're gonna have people that are like i have a jungle coastal designer like okay no no you have offshoots of a jungle jack clutch that you don't know how to sell because you don't want to have to sit there and be like they're 50 50 jungle coastal so you'd rather just slap a designer name on it and let it go which if we're going to get into designer and going to start putting labels on that with carpets, we're going to have to just stop trying to keep track of percentage stuff or what things are. You're trying to make cool looking Morelia. That's it. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I liked uh, Francis or AKA the other buddy. No, no, he shall be other buddy for the rest of his life. Okay. Other because buddy. he tried, we, we tried calling him Francis and he kept saying, no, 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 call me buddy. To which I said there was already a buddy. So, no. So he's other buddy. The other buddy. Okay. Yeah. Other buddy. Um, yep. <laughs> which, uh, first buddy, actually, yep. they came out of hibernation. I, we'll, we'll, I don't, I, we'll get to that later. If we talk about them, will Bill get scared and will they kind of run away again? Like, I don't know. Do we have, do we have to it's talk quiet? Do we, yeah, do we have to talk quietly yeah. at, that the GTP keeper guy, so they don't run away. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I don't quiet. know, man. It's a beautiful day that we have. It, look at them. It's like watching a baby deer. It sounds oh. like the uh, Saturday so, Night Live where they talk about the sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> no one can resist my sweaty balls. <laughs> that will be at the beginning of the show. Um, yep. <laughs> There are moments. There are moments that I say them, and then I go, "Wish I could have that one back." <laughs> so he wrote, "The word designer is abused in the Condra word." Of course, of course it is. Um, and I think that a lot of times it's used to justify a price tag that an animal may not deserve. Exactly, Carpets- like what I just said. If you start calling it a designer carpet, but really it's a fifty-fifty coastal jungle. What's designer about it? You right, just so have a 50-50, you know? That's sort of what he next says. He says in exactly. carpets, jungle breed to a... In carpets, you can breed a jungle to a coastal, and it's called a cross. In a contract community, if you breed two undocumented animals with a little bit of blue in it, bang, designer project. So, like, if you have yeah, a lot I mean, of yellow a point. and you breed it's, to a coastal, boom, designer project. So I'm with them there. I agree with that. I, yeah, where do you draw the line between this is a cross and this is a designer? I think a designer has to have a clear line of what you're trying to do. Now, I don't know what the norm is in the uh, chondro world, but I think green. he says— it's green. It's a green snake. Yeah, no. I think <laughs> if you want to get into designer chondros— need an animals with pedigrees at least three generations or more because Oof. the more the better. <laughs> so it's not like you could just go and grab a jungle and a coastal, put them together, call it designer 
carpet, you know. Um, to me, there are three types of chondros, locales, crosses, and designers. Bioc to bioc is a locale. Bioc to a rue is a cross. Um, chondro with a long pedigree to an animal with a long pedigree would be a designer. So maybe I would agree. I would agree. That's the idea that we have as far as carpets. But I don't know. I don't necessarily. I mean, I use that own word for myself. Right. Like in my reptile scan uh, database, right? Anything that's um, across as far as like for a morph purpose. Not so like like I have I have diamond jungles and I have, um, you know, coastal diamonds. I have those to me. I have them categorized as a cross, you know, but as far as designers would be something like, you know, caramel zebra head albino or right but that makes sense because there's a like you said there's a thing in place now i guess what he was trying to say is that you know a, a designer needs to have a lineage so if you're going to build a designer project say i'm going for say i'm going to make gray coastals just gray coastals um uh and i start breeding and i start picking coastals or what i believe are coastals that have this gray coloration and i keep going now there's a lot of question marks in the lineage because i just started it with these like two or three gray coastals um but two or three generations down the line i have a pedigree well now i think it's a designer because now i have these gray animals who i know for a fact they've bred with each other and other things can produce gray animals and I have three generations back, but there are a ton of question marks beyond that. So I would say that that would be something I would consider a designer. Right. So, I agree. Yeah. so yeah, that's kind of where we, I, well, I guess we fall in the, uh, the whole designer labor for carpets. Um, <laughs> designer labor for carpets is hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's, that's what's going to be. I, so. I, I necessarily, I wouldn't even advertise it as a designer. I just call that for myself. You know, I'm going to call everything this year designer. <laughs> everything. I guess it's better than calling it a mutt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and it's kind of like <sighs> mutt is like a negative term. But and that's what it is. I mean, it's true. It is. Or call it a cross or call it a mix. But, you know, Dave, you don't like mutt, but. You know, you got to understand is that's what you're doing. That's what it. That's what you're going for. I mean, not everything's going to come out looking spectacular. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and then the other one, the other update that I saw was, uh, remember that pied diamond? From yes. Yes. Pied looking thing. Yes. Well, he put um, he put an updated picture of it. I don't know if you saw it. it was pretty I did not send it. It was a, oh, okay. He's <laughs> like, no, I didn't. No, no, I did not. And I demand to see it right now. Now, I would say. Because when we do this in the past, like we're. like a chimera now. Okay. Chimera, whatever, then. Um, potato, potato. It, when, you, when, when we have these conversations where it's like, you're like, this is amazing. I'm like, show it to me in a year from now. When we come back to it, it's because you saw it again and it's gorgeous. Like it's never the it's never the we're gonna reveal the picture and Owen was correct. Um, it was, oh, don't it's get always... me wrong, it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful snake. <sighs> yeah, I mean, because look, you have a you have like a, a heavy pattern, and then yeah, uh, it, it's it's like there are two different diamond pythons fighting for space here. Um, yeah, it's very it's very yeah, uh, but like what you don't see 
is like the white in the third is, picture. I, Look at the sides and stuff. See how the white, all yeah. white and all, you know? Yeah, but I mean, aren't the white sides kind of like that reminiscent of a reduced pattern? Well, see, so this is where this is where I get confused with this. So this this I have the the one female that I have is mm-hmm. a sibling to this one. Yeah. Um, and over I don't know if it was on pick of the week or the diamond page, one of the pages. Anyway, somebody else posted up a sibling cuz cuz Michael's up in um Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh they call that a reduced pattern diamond when Martin sold it to me. He called it a reduced pattern diamond. Um, okay. But it doesn't look like the stuff I have from Greg or what we would say is a reduced pattern diamond. Now what what it was the other have one? Like the neck, the neck isn't bald. Right. Like on mine. But would the but could the neck be bald? But everything's all a jumbled mess because it looks like it could be. with this heavy pattern and then this reduced pattern, it looks like there's two diamond pythons in one body here, and where you have some. Overlap is where all these bald white patches are, where everything was probably just so damn confused, didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, will this thing throw reduced? Will this thing throw heavy? Will this thing throw something insane? Well, it's already what they consider, and I don't know. I guess it's. See, this is why sometimes I think that these all these bloodlines that we say for for as far as diamond pythons, they all came from the same. Clutch. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Shh. Shut up. Sent out to zoos. I know that's a diamond python no-no to say that out loud, but you're telling me that San Diego and uh, some other zoo line are exactly are the same ones. Oh, I I mean, think about that. Think about this for one second. Yeah, yeah. What other species of python do you know? Yeah, there's two different bloodlines Uh that produce Mm. the same exact morph. None. Isn't it, isn't it always the more uh, or the simpler answer is usually the right answer? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you have well, it's, this I line mean, that throws reduced pattern and this line that throws reduced pattern, chances are they're if you go the back far enough, thing, they're the same thing. Yeah. Or somewhere they got crossed. You know what I mean? Well, it, think about it this way: when you had what was it when Stonewash was still a thing that was kind of still being explored with bread lie. And I think wasn't somebody else calling them freckled. And it's like, they're the same goddamn thing. Like they're the same thing. Right. So yeah. Or were they calling them hypo? I don't remember, but no, uh, Brian Barczyk called them hypo. Right. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And if you trace it back far enough that everybody leads back to the same individual animals, which I love. Um, yeah, that's all LASIK line. Yeah. I love talking to people about ruppies cause they're like, you know, um, what would you do about getting genetic diversity? I'm like, there is none. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, you know, I, I listened, I listened to, uh, Warren Booth on, uh, Boa talk or Boa yeah. talk radio or Boa. Yeah. Boa, Boas and Boas. No, that was us. No, 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 that was us. But this is yeah. Boa's on. And anyway, he was talking about, um, he was talking about that th- same thing. Yeah. And, um, he was talking about it from the aspect of Boas, and he's like, you know, because people would would contact him and say, "Is this, is this such and such bloodline or whatever?" You know, and uh, he was, you know, I guess from coming from the scientific place that he comes from, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's looking yeah. at it like, why wouldn't you want it to be as genetically diverse as you can, right? As opposed to, you know, just having a bloodline. But I understand that part of it because, you know, you don't want the bloodline to get lost. 
So like, and I, I think I've said this before, but like, you know, for me, I want to have those bloodlines. I approach that the same way I would approach like a morph <clears throat> because if I'm going to get a caramel, I'm not going to go get a caramel zebra head albino. And then because mm. you, you can't work backwards, I'd rather just have a caramel and make caramel and then zebra, build it. I yeah, still exactly. have caramels. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, exactly. I, I can always get go the building back. blocks. Right. Exactly. Get right. the building blocks that are separate. Make the mixes yourself because then you can also pick other things to do with the building blocks later. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be like like if I had, uh, let's say I have, you know, whatever, San Diego Zoo, Bloodline, Diamond Pythons. I wouldn't continue to breed San Diego Zoo to San Diego Zoo, San Diego Zoo to San Diego Zoo, like over and over, like generation after generation after generation. You know what I mean? Right. I would try to outcross it somewhere at some point, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know. Fine. I just find it weird that, you know, there's two different reduced pattern diamonds and then like i see some other guys that have what they say is redu- like to me reduced pattern is what greg produces yeah but josh did, produced. That didn't they produced. also talk to him didn't they also call them stardust or something like that at one point well that was john uh, jan yeah. he called yeah. them stardust and it's the same thing though if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck it's probably a duck, a duck. <laughs> it's like yeah so, so it's that's what i would go with okay Interesting. All right. Yeah. So we're going to, I guess we'll close out with your, uh, Oh yeah. So, um, story. So I had a, a college professor from my school contact me about a week ago saying that, uh, one of her students, because they're doing all this online teaching crap, uh, one of her students has to do a paper on, uh, ethics and animals. And I, I, I kind of remember that this was some project I had to do. This is kids, a freshman, um, at uh, the same school I went to, which was uh, Del- Delaware Valley University in PA. Um, and she's like, oh, he'd like to contact you on uh, ethics of feeder, live feeder rodents. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Let's do this. Oh, so um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I had the kid, um, I contacted the kid, and um, I'm like, hey, if we're going to do this, do you mind sending me over like your your example questions and stuff like that? We'll go from there and uh, you know, kind of tell me what you're looking for. and I'll try to help you out. Uh, this kid did not care. <laughs> like he was very um, he seemed uh, I don't know if he was nervous or some other stuff, but uh, he seemed very interested in the animal aspect of it. And it kind of like he didn't really have any working knowledge of. Reptiles. Okay. Uh, and I've seen these kind of people before. They come in from the mammal's perspective, and they're like, well, why can't the snake do this? And you're like, a lot of reasons why. <laughs> like, it's, uh, right. So um, he sent me over the question, so I'm going to ask you some of the questions just to see uh, where we were. So I'm going to ask you the question and kind of tell you what I told him, and we'll go from there. So uh, he says, uh, what do you know about feeder mice or other live food in general? What do I know about them? Exactly. What do you know? <laughs> so I told him, I'm like, well, I know that most of the uh, most of the farmed rodents that are mass produced for reptile feeds are the same strains of mice that are used in laboratory settings because they breed well, and uh, that they're you know there's not really any too many problems, and you can easily kind of see there's a ton of papers and 
research and ways of methods of breeding them. Plus, they are very they do very well with the laboratory design diets. So a lot of the mice you see in laboratory settings are the same mice you see being bred for food consumption for reptiles. There are some very differences, but that's pretty much it. Um, what do you know about live food, Eric? Uh, what do I know about live food? Well, I guess I would say that um, I try to buy live food that's fed, you know, healthy diets because mm-hmm. ultimately that's going to, you know, uh, yeah, it goes into the snake. Into, yeah, uh, healthy snakes. That's exactly. About <laughs> that's about it. So now it's like it, it, it's just one of those things where I know you probably have had numerous family members like, hey, I got a rodent problem. Can I borrow one of your snakes? Yuck, 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 oh, yuck. Yes. And All it's like, time. listen, dude, I'm not going to let my snake eat your dirty kitchen mouse. Like, right. OK, no. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, it's, um, so the next question, which I found really interesting, is he said, like, you know, are feeder mice necessary for snakes or other predators to survive? Can food be already killed for them? Do they get enough nutrients? Now, this pegs me because when I was getting into reptiles, there was always a rumor that the live food was more nutritious than the frozen thawed. Yeah, somehow they lost something. And I think that's bullshit because I don't think they lose, like what, the special gut bacteria from a live rodent? I that I think it's bullcrap. You know, it's I I would tend to agree. It's um, calories in, calories out. Now, where I told him and what kind of shocked him is I'm like, well, of course, alternative sources can be used. You can feed eggs, fish, chicks, rats, mice. <laughs> I'm like, you can feed all these things. Right. Now, whether the snake will eat these things is where you're at the mercy of the snake. And I'm like, I told him, I said, live live feeders should be the necessary evil, the be all to end all the I've exhausted everything else. And now I need to feed live in order to get this animal to eat something. Right. Um, and I'm like, and that's just the way it goes. I'm like too many people, I believe are, have it ingrained into their heads that their snakes need to eat frozen thawed white mice. And that is not freaking true. (laughs) Like They can eat other things. So it's hard to get over that stuff, but you know, out of out of all your snakes, do you have any that are stuck on life? No. Okay. Lucky bastard. Um, out of my 120 snakes, I have five that eat live. Okay. It's the wow. four hognose, the the blondes and the speckles, and the white lip. Okay. That's it. So um, I don't have anything that eats live. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's. You know, and of course, then after that, he followed up with the, is there anything artificial that we could just make up to allow the snake to eat that? And I'm like, listen, well, they, they'll they ground up a rabbit and put it into a sausage for a snake. Now, again, will the snake eat it? We don't know. <laughs> it's like, right. and I told them a lot of times you have these problems with animals that are fresh from the wild or are not been readily produced in captivity, where you do have to break it down and try to get them to something that they will recognize as prey. That's what you're trying to do here. Um, is you're trying to get the animal to realize that that thing in front of their face is food. And sometimes they don't get that. So it's hard. You know. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I heard, uh, what podcast was it? And they were mm. talking about the same type of thing where they were talking about, there was somebody on there and he was saying that, 
you know, he's trying to get us from not feeding live rodents to um, reptiles anymore because it's cruel. And um, listen, the if you're an a-hole who films a live feed and puts it on Instagram, you're an a-hole. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, yeah. there's no that you're an a-hole. Yeah. I don't care about your snake eating a live animal. I think putting that on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook is stupid and it makes you look like an asshole. And it also is detrimental to the reptile community. I don't post any feeding pictures or bite pictures because they don't need to see that. Um, You know, I think if I post a feed picture, it's something like my Kribo ate a drumstick, like a chicken. No one's going to have a problem with that. Right. Or it ate a piece of fish with the uh, uh, blue beauties. It's not going to be a live feed. Right. Um, if you want to show off your snake to your buddies, film it, send it to them. Don't post it on the internet. Don't be an asshole. Right. Um, it, it, it's just, it's one of those things where um, the only thing, though, that you're taking away from the prey item by a live feed is you are removing its fair chase. Like it can't get away. A snake in captivity is going to kill the same way a snake in the wild will. Um, And the kid even asked me, he's like, well, do do the ones who are fed live to venomous snakes, do they suffer more? I would say it's probably, I don't know. Well, isn't there death instantaneous pretty much? No, no, it's, I mean, you got to think about it this way. It's, I, I mean, my live feeds, rat hits the, Rat hits the mulch, white lips on it, bit wrapped, done. No delay, no nothing. It's 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 on. Right. Rat is killed relatively quickly and then consumed. With a venomous feed, they got to bite it, and then the venom's got to take its course depending on the venom and the species that we're talking about. It can take a bit. Um, now I know mice, their heartbeats so fast that the venoms usually and their bodies are so tiny that it it does. It does move pretty quickly, but I can't give you an answer. I've never fed live to venomous, so I don't know. I like, have. and that's what I told them. I you have, have? you yeah. psycho. Well, I mean, back Your in dads. the day, it's, back in the day, there weren't freezing rodents. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have freezing rodents. If you wanted rodents and you wanted dead rodents, you had to kill them yourself. Jesus, which was horrible, man. I yeah, no. every minute of that, you know, and like uh, when you would feed the venomous stuff. Um, I just remember it being relatively quick. You know, when, when a mouse got bit by a rattlesnake, it was like done. I know. It, it as opposed to like when it was bit by, like when I threw in a rabbit to feed a big berm. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild man. Yeah. And it really like, I get why, why, why people would be turned off to it, especially because we're feeding like, you know, there is a lot of people out there that keep rats as pets, you know? Right. I mean, uh, but you're feeding the, you're feeding the cute and cuddly to this monster. Right. And I, uh, you know, and, and and that's something where I told them, it's like, I mean, you got to understand it's got to be animal welfare. You have to try to, I'm like the main thing of most of these frozen rodents, they're euthanized by CO2 and followed up with exsanguination in some cases because they want to have the double forms of euthanasia. And these are both proven, both approved forms of euthanasia um, by USDA and other entities to be for rodents in laboratory settings and other settings because it is quick and it is painless or relatively painless. And that's right. what you want to do it. Right. So if the snake can kill the food 
relatively quickly. I don't see that much of a problem with it. Don't be one of those a-holes that leaves the mouse in the snake cage for hours. Like if the, if the snake's not going to eat it, pull the mouse, put it. I, I, I went and bought a $30 mouse cage with like a wheel in it and like <laughs> okay. and a water bottle. Right. Cause when the snakes don't eat it, I just put it back in there. It's got food, water and entertainment, whatever. And then sense. we'll give it a couple of days and we'll throw it back in there. It, it has to be quick. Otherwise it is not fair. Right. You know? And, um, and that's kind of what I told him when it came to that stuff. Uh, it, it, he also wanted to know how the conditions where the feeder mice were raised in. And, you know, again, it, it all goes back to where are you getting your food from? Are you getting them from the guy who's breeding mice in boxes in his basement and they're all different colored because he went to the local pet store and just bought a bunch of fancy mice and are breeding them? Or are you getting them from somebody like Cold-Blooded Cafe where we've seen videos of their setups and it's all uniform racks that are to the measurements of laboratory specifications for certain animals, the amount, number of certain animals in per cage and stuff like that. And they're all fed the scientific diets and things like that. Like it, it all depends on where you go get it. And you should do your due diligence if you're going to feed any rodents to your snakes. Right. Um, and it's just one of those things where he, he then asked like, uh, do feeder mice die quicker or experience less pain than natural mice being eaten? And that's when I kind of told them, it's like, these aren't tigers. They don't need to learn from their mother how to hunt. Snakes know how to do it or should, you know, right. you know I, I have a couple dumb babies uh, right out of the egg. They should know how to do it. And I told them that it is dangerous for a snake to eat live. And he's like, how dangerous is it? And I, I pretty much told them that the second the mouse has teeth, it can inflict damage. Sure. Yeah. You know. I've had that situation happen again, younger years. Um, I've had that happen many times where yeah. uh, ball pythons notoriously are ones that, uh, you know, were, are, you have to feed them live. You know, they, they don't yeah. take uh, frozen thawed, which, you know, my experience, I've seen both sides of that. Yeah. But, um, sorry. Um, hmm. I think, uh, I don't know. I think I would probably, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I think the reason I keep thinking about the, the, the episode they had on, um, the herpticulture, not the herpticulture, um, her, um, shit. What the hell? I'm going to have to edit this part. <laughs> yep. You are. Uh, but the one with the, that this, the animal, the, when they're bitten, wrapped, and even if they get away, the damage is done to their internal organs and they're going to die. Correct. Um, That's what I told them, you know. Yeah, regard, you know, the, what it does to their body is just, you know. It's devastating, yeah. Devastating to them. Um, yeah, I was right. Herptological highlights. I, yeah. I thought I was right, but there's so many herpticulture podcasts now. <laughs> it confuses me. I know. Anyway, and, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I yeah, that's... Uh, so what was the what was this guy trying to He was trying to see if if it was ethically sound to keep or to feed live rodents to reptiles. And I kind of blew him away with a couple of these answers and stuff like that cuz I don't think he was expecting it. Right. Um especially because he goes, "Do you know of any other animals that eat prey like this?" I'm like, "Most 
reptiles will eat whole frozen thawed prey at them. So I'm like, people will feed whole rats to monitor lizards and crocodiles. And he goes, why? I'm like, because we don't want to sink a whole water buffalo into the crocodile cage at a zoo. Like, we prefer them not to sit there and have to rip chunks off of it because they can't chew. So we give them something that they can eat in one or two gulps, and that's usually a a proportionally sized rodent. I'm like, also a lot of falconry uh, birds and things like that. And he's I'm like, they they will eat these kind of things. They'll pick them apart, but usually give them a whole frozen thawed rodent. I'm like, now you also need to understand is that those people who practice falconry do take their birds hunting. So the bird will go out and kill prey and it might not eat that because usually you have to bring it back to its trainer, but it'll kill squirrels and mice and other things like that. Like that happens. Like the reptiles are not the only things here. And I, and I explained to him the whole reptile links thing. He goes, why can't we do that? I'm like, cause some snakes will eat it. Some won't like, plus you also need to understand is the reptile link is made up of ground up rodent and other things like that. Like the animals (laughs) still, they still die. (laughs) Like it's like, how would you like your mouse live frozen thought or in a sausage? Like either way, uh, uh, either way, a mouse is dying here. <laughs> like it's, and that's the problem with predators. And that's the problem. I think a lot of people can't get over that hump. There is that there is no alternative. These are not, this isn't a dog. You can't it's, give it kibble. It's this so, is, it's yeah. so funny how our reaction to nature is different than normal people's reaction to nature. Right? I don't even think this is normal. I think this is like some I, dude. Like I, I went to college with half these people. They assume that. Well, have you tried hard enough? Huh? Like you know what? I mean, what? I, no. If I put a tofu cube in there, he ain't gonna eat it. Right. Like it's that's well, just no, how it goes. I guess what I'm what I'm saying is is like so. It's funny that you're saying this and and the other day, right? I'm sitting there mm-hmm. with um, my one assistant, right, and. Um, I just, I was drinking a coffee, taking a break for a minute, and I was scrolling through, I don't know if it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, just mm-hmm. scrolling through the feed or whatever. And um, I, I I think it was Instagram because it's, uh, the, the, the person is nature is metal. Okay. And basically it's just like, you know, like real nature, like what nature does, you know? <laughs> so it's this picture of a lion with a yeah. baboon's head Get in there. its mouth. Dude, right? dude nature is... So it, 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 it does not care. <laughs> you know, is that same person going to be like, you know, oh, well, can't we feed it? Like, you know, I I think our reality, at least I can say in America, like, you know, you I've said this before, but like people come into a supermarket, they go to the meat section and they pick up the meat and they don't realize that that meat, like they'll say like, uh, you know, you'll say, oh, would you eat this part of an animal? Oh, no, never. What the hell is like, that in your hand? Well, what's <laughs> the difference between this part and that part? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't. I think my sister said something. She's like, is that, is that grass fed beef? I'm like, I don't know how happy the cow was before they shot it in the head, Helen. Like, it's <laughs> like, they didn't ask. <laughs> so but, but I guess the idea that like, you know this meat is like foam boats is like foam trays. It's like what it's like. That's where it comes from. It comes no. in. That it just, cow goes in. What was like the thing at like, like Looney Tunes or whatever the cow goes in, you hear a bunch of machinery and then they come out perfectly <laughs> yeah. in the styrofoam trays. No. Like, yeah, of course there's a machine that does all this. No, 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 no. 
but was it um was it my grandfather uh down in philly i don't know if i ever told you this but he was a butcher um for the longest time he owned a, he owned a grocery store and he was a butcher okay and he would get the whole cow like i mean he would oh, get yeah. it and he would just break it down yeah and do that whole thing and i mean it, it was just one of those things that he just he, he he could just do, and I mean, he had all the tools and stuff like that. And I did after that for he years, man, they oh yeah, come dude, in, it's like a whole whole side of beef, and he would just break it down into yeah. the individual stuff. And I mean, yeah, they they uh, me, that, that was their whole thing. Let me put so. it to you this way: when I mm-hmm. did that for a living, and that like I went from a deli department, and then like the natural progression is once you learn in the deli, then you learn in seafood, and once you learn in seafood, then you go to the meat department. Right. Right. So like, you know, I go to the meat department and I worked there in the meat department for like five years and I didn't <laughs> eat meat the whole entire time. <laughs> I did not. Didn't touch it. <laughs> I wasn't because I was trying to be vegan or anything like that. It's just like when I've had enough of this. <laughs> when you're breaking down. Yeah. Because when you think like it like you said, it would come in as a whole animal. Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't like it was missing the head and the skin. Fur, right? that was yeah, the- it's skin, <laughs> internal organ. Well, some of the internal organs, and <laughs> you know, and the head was gone. You know, yep. And that was pretty much it. And you had to make it into a nice sirloin steak, or well, dude, a nice, I, you know, hamburger. it's like I I got my hunting license and I went out hunting this year, but I think I did it too late, and you know, I, I ended up not getting a deer. Right. But I had to watch all the videos of how to break down the deer. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. <laughs> like it's, it's, there's a lot of shit involved in that. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it is, it's not for everybody. It's definitely no. not, uh, you know, something that, uh, everybody would be able to handle. And like, I, like I said, man, I didn't eat meat for, for that long of a time. And it's but that's the thing I though. like it or anything. And, but this is the thing though. It's like, Unfortunately, in the predator-prey relationship... That's how it works. Prey will get the short end of the stick. It's like, okay, you're being... You're not giving the fair shake to the mouse. Yeah, you're right. In the long run, you're right. The mouse can't escape, and I put it... And I locked it in a room with its natural predator who is far more equipped to kill it. Right. Like, I I understand that. Sure. Get that. I'm trying to breed and keep the predator. That's the point here. If I were somehow raising some sort of clouded pouch rat and it needed <laughs> and it only ate live cockroaches, gets who's getting the short end of the stick in that relationship. Right. It's like, oh, yes, yes, you are right. But there's nothing I can do about this. They're predators. They are carnivore. They are meat eaters. Right. Something will die to feed them. Correct. It's like, yeah. So. Um, the only thing you can do is just, if you're not comfortable with it, then don't do it. You know, don't be one of those people that tries to find meat alternative sources to feed your monitors. That's not healthy for them. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, wasn't it Joe Rogan that did a whole thing on that? I don't even want vegan cat. There was this thing he followed on, um, Instagram. It was called hashtag vegan cat. And it was these yeah. freaking knuckleheads feeding, feeding cats vegan, vegetables. Um, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It, it's you, you got to understand what the animal needs and shit. They're all like, of course, so it, you know, just because our bodies who we are omnivorous, we can do both. Right. Works out. Dogs are even technically omnivorous, ju- judging by their 
tooth structure and shit like that. Right. But cats, cats are carnivore. Cut carnivore. 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. I mean, because of the way their teeth work and all this, they are carnivore. Yeah. You need to give them what they need to survive. And if you are uncomfortable with that, don't keep the animal. Don't try to conform the animal into what you physically believe. If you want to go be vegan, knock your fucking self off. Fine. Don't torture the animal because you're not comfortable feeding it food. Um, it's it, it just it's nuts. It's like you don't see the zoo going like we're not really comfortable with feeding horse loin to like the lions. So they're going to go on all these bean sprouts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just. God. Oh, wow. So that sounds like a, is that. Did they talk anymore about anything else? He, I don't think he was expecting the answers I was going to give him. And, and part of me thinks that he was kind of trying to look for either some sort of gotcha moment or some sort of debate. And I, I, I it was just it was just like, I'm like, no, no, you're right. Feeding live sucks. Like, I wish I didn't have to. But I don't see any problem with it because I think that we do it in a way that. The animal does not suffer and or suffers is the whole point is to cut the suffering down as much as you can, Mm -hmm. because, yes, the animal is going to die. So you have to make sure that it's quick, that it does it, that it's relatively painless, that, you know, also the stuff. That's the whole animal welfare part of it. And I think I've tried the best I can while still killing the animal and feeding it to my snake. Yeah. You know, to to do that, so I have no problems with this. Right. And he he's like, well, what are the alternative food sources? And I and I don't think he was expecting me to go. Well, eggs, quail, chicken, fish. Like I mean, I'm like, he's like, you can feed all this to a snake. Yes. Well, why don't you? Well, some snakes won't eat it. <laughs> like it's right. some snakes will just stare at it and go, huh? Like they. I think snakes are the only animal that they will choose death on a regular basis, as opposed to eating what is presented to them. Right. So, eh, I don't know. Oh, my God. We'll see how it goes. I, I know his professor. So is it going to be a well. podcast, or what is it? No, it was a research oh, paper. Oh. It, was an et- it was an ethics research paper. So oh. it, it was an assignment done by uh, the professor, and she, the guy, I, it's one of those, like, choose a topic in animal ethics and then uh, interview somebody. And uh, I think this guy picked this, and then he interviewed my my former professor at college, and she's like, well, uh, I'm not the one you really want to be talking to. I have a former student who probably can help you out, and he was kind of shocked when she said that because he didn't really ask any of my background before we started the interview. He didn't really ask what the hell I was going or how many animals I had or anything like that. Right. I had to give him all that information through the interview. Right. Um, and also, like, the questions were, like, five. And I'm like, really, dude? Like, you're kind of phoning this in. I know you are because I was in your shoes at one point. <laughs> and also, I know what Dr. S is looking for. So it's like, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I, 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 if it helped the kid, I think I, I sincerely hope it did. If he kind of seemed like maybe he was one of those, you know, you shouldn't feed a cute, cuddly mouse to an evil reptile no matter what, then... I hope maybe I changed his mind to understanding that there's two animals involved here. And yeah, unfortunately, prey gets the short end of the stick. But I don't know. Right. I really don't know. I'm pretty sure the kid's just going to hand in the paper and hope to get a C. So <laughs> good time. Yeah. All right. Um, you got anything else you want to handle? I got nothing. Um, okay. Except uh, anybody who wants to come over to my house this. Uh, summer and help me build a tortoise habitat it would be greatly appreciated 
I don't even know where to freaking start. <laughs> so <laughs> freaking um, Mort. Well, there we go. Okay, so that <laughs> up for this summer, provided that uh, restrictions are gone and everything. And uh, yeah, it'll be yeah. for some uh, tortoise, tortoise. Yeah. Any, anybody, anybody who uh, helps me build the uh, tortoise habitat, I'll let you look at the baby rough scales. <laughs> Fair enough. With your own eyes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, in person. Get, wow. Don't touch them. I didn't say you could touch them. There's Get like out. A, there's like a six-foot barrier between you and them. It's plexiglass. Like I go into a special room where they are. Yeah. It's like watching somebody milk a snake. Yeah. You have to stay over there. I could probably yeah. borrow a shark suit if you're worried about people contaminating <laughs> their rough skills. That's. I think that's how we should have Carpet Fest this year is everyone has to come it in is. a shark suit. <laughs> In some kind of animal. Some uh, sort of animal suit that is self-contained. Yeah. Right. Yep. Fair enough. It's the only way to be safe. Uh, okay. Um, all right. I guess uh, so, like we said, this ep- this episode was supposed to be Travis from Living Legless. Uh, we will re-record with him. However, yeah. <laughs> next week you will uh, get to hear um, Travis. Um, hopefully we can re- recreate uh, what we did last time because that was a good show so uh, i'm sure we can but uh, or something like it yeah 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 good yeah. stuff so mostly talked about coastal carpets uh, so, yeah yep. uh, so it's cool um all right so that's what's going on for us uh info at Murray python radio is our email and moraypythonradio.net um if you want to uh, hear Owen and myself on other podcasts, uh, <laughs> check out the Reptile Gumbo podcast. That was pretty funny. Sorry that was good. The uh, crazy sounding uh, audio, but uh, I don't know. Shit happens. You know, what are you going to do? I, dude, it, it, for however many years we had psycho audio for shit, I mean, you know, it it happens and then we do better and move on and then try to make sure that you can, you know, it's a learning experience. So, uh, yeah. sucks that it turned out that way, but you know, on to the next one. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, we might have to play that game. Um, is it a ball Python morph at this next holiday show? Like <laughs> that was pretty fun. Actually. I mean, that was, that was really fun. <laughs> and I can imagine like I, retics. Oh, dear God, do you imagine me getting frustrated and angry, like, now, sober? I mean, oh, dear God. Oh, man. Yeah. Get you some pap brownies, you'll be good to go, man. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I think I've learned my lesson of drinking the Jack Daniels during the holiday show. But who knows? (laughs) By December, I might have forgotten. So. Yeah, it was a good time. No, Um, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) For some of us, it was. Some of us, it was great, yeah. Uh and then for my, so you can follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram as far as Maria Python Radio. And then for myself, and you can listen to the show on uh, iTunes, Spotify, you know, whatever podcast app you use. Please subscribe. Uh, and uh, yeah, we do it every week. Um, a lot of new people coming in that I've seen. Oh, and it's kind of it's kind of weird. weird. It's weird. You like these? I send you these updates now that I yeah. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to talk about those. Um, yeah. You should, for you new people, you should go to the store that we totally ignore and don't update um, and uh, go buy some merch. We need to get get on that. Like, somebody was like, when are you going to put up that bull in shirt? Shit. Like, it was, yeah. I mean, 
we suck so bad. Um, you know, if you're well, it's the if thing. you're listening and yeah. you're an artist and you want to help us out with the designs of the T-shirts, drop us a line at info at MarylandPythonRadio.com. Uh, we can talk about uh, possible uh, designs, and we might even pay you for the designs. But uh, we have a couple shirt ideas, and we do need some help. So if you are an artist and you're listening to the sounds of my voice, email Eric. So, yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then for myself, E.B. Morelia, you can follow me all over uh, social medias. And, uh, yeah. That's On the it. social medias. <laughs> social um, medias, yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube. Damn kids with your social medias. <laughs> social um. medias. <laughs> wow, I really showed my age there, didn't I? Huh? <laughs> All right. Um, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You also look up rogue-reptiles on facebook.com and on Instagram at rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, as far as shows, there are none ever again, so that's not anything we need to talk about. <laughs> um, next. So, next. Uh, but we are still shipping out animals right now, um, but that can change. Uh, I know the restrictions for FedEx were kind of wonky there for a little bit, so it's kind of week to week. So if you are interested in any animals, please drop me a line on any of those things that I mentioned, the website, Facebook page, or Instagram, uh, and we'll see what we can do for you. But that's all we have for you guys this week, so we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Good night.